Welcome to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and convention coverage, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. Star Wars Action News, covering the whole galaxy of Star Wars toys. Welcome to Star Wars Action News. We're going to do a Force Friday 2 post-mortem. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And we have joining us people, both domestic and international imports. From closest to furthest away, we have Andrew. Hey, everybody. Death to all porgs. No! (laughs) Shut it off! Shut it off! Justin from Marvelicious Toys and maker of figure shields. Hey, everybody. I, th- I think you guys are onto something. This is felt more like Porg Friday than Force Friday, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Chris, Jedi Yoda 7 from the forums. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Out in California, Jeff. Hey, now. What's up, everyone? Also in California, Barrent. Oh, it's so good to be back to talk with all my, my friends. So much to talk about in Force Friday, too. And over from the UK, Steve the Ginger Prince. Greetings, this is Steve the Ginger Pork. I like that better. Are you going to switch over from Admiral Akbar collecting to Pork collecting? No. (laughs) (laughs) So Force Friday 2 Electric Boogaloo, the second round of Disney treating us with merchandise. A friend of mine asked... What is Force Friday? And obviously a friend who's not into Star Wars. He's like, what does it mean for the average person? And I got thinking, I'm like, they don't release new trailers. They don't release new footage. It's pretty much Black Friday for Star Wars fans, isn't it? Except nothing is marked down. Everything is jacked up. It's just about toys and merchandise. It's not about movies or shows or anything there was nothing revealed right i didn't miss anything while i was out doing 24 hours of shopping just a rebels trailer but i gotta say force friday one marjorie and i went to Times square new york for that the flagship store and saw a lot of toys but then we were really shocked to get online and find out that wasn't the case coast to coast a lot of people had walked away empty-handed how about this time did disney and hasbro do better stocking the shelves this time steve let's start international and go with you well i'm embarrassed to say that due to my aging years and <laughs> just general malaise through not seeing toys in the stores for a long long time that i didn't actually go out on force friday itself so I, I couldn't speak as to how uh, well stocked the shelves were on Force Friday, but I did go out at store opening on Saturday morning, and yes, the um, the, the shelves were were fully stocked on on Saturday morning, at least. Uh, uh, sorry, on Friday on, on the yeah on the on the Friday morning, um, at, at least as Toys R Us was concerned. So yeah, I think it was um, better than the previous Force Friday. Barrett, what about you? 
Well, I was not able to go to any midnight opening, so I took a half day off of work on Friday and took the morning half and went to Walmart, Target, and Toys R Us before I went into work. And this Walmart next to me has not, they don't get into the festivities as, as we're used to. So I want to stop there because what I'm really hunting after is that Jedi Master Luke, that three and three quarter black series. It, nothing, nothing. They they didn't even have any stand up, stand ins, anything at, at the Walmart. Fortunately, Target got was a little bit more stocked. They had some shippers out. They had, you know, you had Ray out. They had a couple lightsabers, but nothing that. Like they did not have the the land speeder I, unless it was sold out uh, the night before. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of the big porks there. Uh, so I went to Toys R Us and they had everything. I mean, the Toys R Us near here. We have a Toys R Us in North Hollywood here that's kind of in the ghetto, but it has everything. As soon as we walked in, they had the standees. They had all the merchandise on the right and the left. They had the big big items they had the smaller items they they pretty much had had everything if you wanted it there except for of course the the three three quarter inch black series that that's the walmart exclusive are those walmart exclusives i thought i was seeing those being showed up at toys r us no those are walmart exclusives and it gets confusing because the packaging looks the same when somebody posts a six inch jedi luke and a three and three quarter inch jedi luke and they're both black series Without seeing them next to each other, you don't know what you're seeing. But the three and three quarter inch super articulated black series are still Walmart exclusives until next year when they're finally going to come out everywhere. Yes. And if I was going to compare this year's Force Friday with the Force Friday of two years ago, I would have to say that this Force Friday, even though I didn't go, I went out to the midnight event at Disney last year, but the merchandise didn't excite me. As much, you know, I picked up a Phasma, I picked up a Ray, I picked up maybe a couple things. But this year, even though I didn't go out to the midnight, I think the merchandise excited me a little bit more this year. So I think I had a little bit more fun going out this year than I did two years ago. Oh, I'll agree with you there. And I'll get into it a little bit more. But let's keep going through. Jeff, how was your Force Friday? Uh, yeah, mine was actually, I'd say it was overall better than, uh, than last year's Rogue Friday and the first Force Friday. Um, I did pretty much the same thing that I did before. I didn't go to any of the midnight openings because, uh, you know, I'm I'm too old <laughs> now. I'm I got to be up at work at five in the morning now. But the um, uh, I noticed last year that, that Amazon started putting up figures of you know for Rogue One on Thursday night at about eight o'clock or so. So I was hoping that they would do the same this time. Um, because also I, I know from past experience, uh, some of the stores that are nearest to me don't either participate or, you know, it's 12 people show up one case of six inch figures. And so that's just not going to work. Uh, so I found on Amazon, they did about 830, 840, the six inch black series figures start to show up, but for some reason they weren't available for immediate sell. They were all pre-orders for October. And the exclusives that they carried, the Praetorian Guard and the, the First Order Trooper with all the extra weaponry, those have a release date of December. So I figured, well, I'll add them to my cart and I'll complete the purchase on them so that at least they're somewhat locked in. Maybe they'll change it. You know, Maybe they'll lock out. So then as I was hearing the reports from everybody trying to do stuff, uh, I kept checking back. And then I looked on Thrawn and I noticed that he was now available from a few other sellers. 
Uh, some of them were fulfilled by Amazon, and they were like five bucks more. So I saw Thrawn at 25 instead of 20. So I figured, okay, fine, I'll click him, see if I can buy him. And I could. So I did that, bought him, and I, uh, I canceled pre-orders on him and the Luke, because I was also able to do a Luke straight through Amazon. And uh, those are going to be shipped to me on Saturday. And they did arrive on Saturday. So that worked out pretty well. As far as actual shopping, I went to, I did kind of what Baron did. I had a couple stores on my way into work. Both were Walmarts and both had absolutely nothing. Uh, the first Walmart had, it really had like a total of two pop vinyls. They, I don't even remember which one they were, but they had no display. All they had was, uh, they had plenty of older Constable Zuvios and stuff like that. More stores that I hit on breaks and at lunch, I found more things. And it was, I never found any uh, six inch Black Series figures that day, but I was able to find most of the three and three quarter inch basic figures that I wanted. And uh, I bought some vehicles and stuff here and there. I wound up going to about like eight places throughout the whole day, including a Disney store, where I finally <laughs> broke down and bought one of those plush porgs. And now I've started something here I think I'm kind of stuck into. So. Uh, but overall, it was it was actually in in hindsight, it started out frustrating, but it ended up being much more fun, and so I think I think they did a better job this year of handling the uh, supply. Cool, Chris. How about you? I have to agree with what everyone else has said. Is I think this one was better than the original, and definitely better than Rogue Friday. Rogue Friday was a disaster for me, but I decided to go to Target, and I'm lucky because I have a Walmart and a Target. Literally, I could walk to them from my apartment, so it's pretty cool. So I chose Target because they were actually surprisingly doing the midnight event uh, because Walmart was a huge bust last year, and it turns out that was the right call because when I went over to Walmart afterwards, they didn't have much. Stock levels, I think they were better than The Force Awakens. Um, I still was hoping to see a little bit more, but uh, that being said, you know, I walked away with everything I wanted that evening. Uh, there was probably maybe 10 people total in line uh, by the time we got to midnight. So it wasn't a huge crowd uh, like I've seen at other places. But then again, like I said, we're 45 minutes northwest of Orlando. And it's, I don't want to call it a rural area because it's not, but it's kind of a cross between suburbs and rural areas. So it makes it a little easier. Um, did meet a uh, listener of the show in line and him and I actually ended up helping each other out. He went to the aisle, I went to the back, and we grabbed what each other wanted and then swapped, which was kind of cool. And I thought it was really good. Um, like I said, I went over to Walmart afterwards. All they had was the shipper. Uh, shippers out, they had six-inch that had already been picked over. They had the uh, two Black Series vehicles, the centerpieces. No five POA figures, uh, which surprised me. And uh, went to work the next day on two and a half hours of sleep because I was up checking stuff online and whatnot, and then went out again uh, Friday evening. Sarah and I went out and did a small run and then did some running yesterday. But the one thing I have noticed is that the 5 POA for The Force Awakens, there was nothing to be found after Friday. And 5 POA can be found, uh, I was walking in, and just about everywhere you can find almost the entire wave. Well, you know what's funny is I noticed that the 6-inch were pretty much vacant when we went and checked Target again today. Like, the entire shipper that they put at the end of the aisle is just empty of six-inch figures. But the one thing we are still finding a lot of are the three-and-three-quarter-inch. In fact, earlier today, we just found another Luke. Yeah, those those went fast. And the people in line, everyone seemed to be there for six-inch, which 
you know, surprised me a little bit. Uh, I picked up both six inch and three and three quarters did they got the, the second person in line behind me, but everyone else was there. seemed to be there for black series, uh, six inch. So it seems like the focus has shifted a little bit onto that six inch. Um, and the three and three quarter people weren't, weren't as excited about those. And Andrew, what about you? How was your Friday? Uh, I think that this was probably hands down the best Force Friday experience that I've had. It might have been the company I was with, though, because there was no midnight opening target in my town. uh, And I didn't want to risk Walmart. And I knew that there was going to be a pretty good sized crowd at, at Toys R Us here. Um, and I know from experience that while they do a pretty decent job of making an event of it, they have 501st members and stuff come out to the store. It's not very well organized once you get into the store and the people that, that uh, are at Toys R Us are kind of the, the ones that are going to be, you know, knocking people over to get the stuff off the shelves. So this year I decided that I would make a, a journey. It wasn't too much of a journey. It's only like an hour and a half, but a journey to Springfield to get in line with my friends Arnie and Marjorie. And I think that that was a wise choice, Andrew, just saying. Um, it was, I do too. It was super fun. It was. And there's a couple things that made this one the best. And I th- First was definitely the company. And another was the fact that we were able to actually scope out the store beforehand. We got there, what, 10.30 or so? I think we went... At 10.30. Now, our store was closing at 11 and then reopening at midnight. Which was strange to me because they, like, were putting stuff out while the store was open. So why even bother closing for that hour? But uh, but it was great because we got to check out where everything was located. Uh, we were able to confirm that they had the Target exclusive uh, First Order Stormtrooper Executioner figure and so we knew exactly where that was so when the doors actually opened we knew exactly where we were going we were able to kind of divide and conquer to make sure that everybody got enough of what they wanted and the last part that i think made this one a better force friday than the first one and, and even rogue friday of last year was the fact that I didn't have to fight anybody for the figures because there was only like eight people in our line when the doors opened. So everybody seemed to pretty much get what they wanted when they got into the store. Was that your guys' impression as well? I believe so. And I think that it was, one, not only was it fun doing it with someone else and having you with us, but I think that because the three of us could kind of split up and help each other out, like, we each had a mission we went on, and I think that that really helped. But, yeah, I think that almost everyone that came to the store that was there when they opened got what they wanted. And the people who'd gone to Toys R Us first and struck out there, they're the ones who came after, and they didn't get the figures they wanted. Yeah, and, and then afterwards, we went over to the Walmart uh, that was right next door, and they acted like they didn't even know what Star Wars was. <laughs> they were putting stuff out, but... Didn't one of the guys ask you, like, is there a new movie coming? Yeah, that was a question asked, and they didn't realize that there was one last year. And it- Yeah, so that was interesting. And, and I think I hear a, a kind of a, a trend here that no three and three quarter inch five POA figures have been spotted at a Walmart. Is that correct? That is not correct. I found a ton. I went on a hunt the next day. Because the one thing I couldn't find at Target was two 
three and three quarter inch Lukes, the five POA one. And I found a bunch at Walmart the very next day. Okay. Cause none of the, the Walmarts in my area have any five POA, the last Jedi figures. And the one that we were at in Springfield that night didn't have any. So I was just wondering if they, you know, maybe, well, cause we know now that the, the black series three and three quarter inch figures aren't supposed to put on, sh- aren't supposed to get put on shelves until November. So I was just wondering if maybe, you know, Walmart kind of screwed up and they thought that no three and three quarter inch figures were supposed to go up till November. Cause I haven't seen any in my area. <laughs> yeah. It's, Hit or miss, every store we've been to has been different. I mean, at this point, Marjorie and I have hit six Walmarts between the St. Louis area and the Springfield area, (laughs) two Targets, two Toys R Us's, and just quite a bit. It was so much fun to have you down here, Andrew, because usually Marjorie and I are a good pair at these midnight openings, and it always helps to have somebody with you. It seems like most people, when they go to any kind of opening like this, they go alone or they go with friends, but they don't actually partner up and coordinate. And so, yeah, Marjorie went and was able to get a Chase Porg pop for Andrew and Andrew's wife. And Andrew was able to grab the Target exclusive Executioner Stormtrooper 6-inch for me. And, you know, it's not even competitive. Like, they had one BB-8 playset, and both Andrew and I were looking at it, and both were like, do you want it? Because if you want it, I, I won't take it. <laughs> I think in hindsight, you might have been disappointed that uh, that you went ahead and got that instead of me. Well, not really. I know it's on sale for 20 bucks off, but I can just take my receipt in and get that 20 bucks. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm my real regret is that perhaps I bought it when I know it's going to be 50% off or 75% off before Christmas. I mean, that's just how things have gone with these big Hasbro items. But on the other hand, maybe it's worth something to make a statement. You know, I always say vote with your dollars. I have voted with my dollars. Hey, Hasbro, look, I'm going to pay full price for a playset. And yeah, it is a playset, right? And that, that in itself is exciting. It is. It truthfully is. I can't wait to get it out of the box and find out. I think we scoped out both Toys R Us and Target, but because Target let us see what they had out, we saw the Executioner Stormtrooper, and there was nobody at Target until about 15 minutes before they opened, whereas Toys R Us had a line of like 20 people an hour ahead of time. I'm like, we don't know if Toys R Us is going to have the exclusives like the Luke with the base or... I had the Gree, you still needed the Gree, and Toys R Us is better about putting their exclusives online than Target is, so I, we made the choice to go to Target over Walmart and Toys R Us. I think a big reason is because Marjorie spotted a Porg Pillow Pal that she knew we wouldn't get anywhere else, and that was what was calling her. Blame it on the Porg. Yeah, I think the Porg, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's all about the Porgs. There's something to be said there, though, for for Target, because uh, I was getting reports around here from people, you know, in our local club that they were going to Toys R Us and they weren't finding anything because there wasn't that much. And they were trying to, to rush over to a Target or a Walmart to get stuff. But it seemed like Target had their act together for the stores that did the the opening. And, and you're right. It was great to be able to scope the aisle. I went in 
on my way home from work to see if they were stocking. They had the aisles marked off and were stocking. And then when I got there, I was the first person there. So I was able to, uh, I actually asked, can I go in the aisle and take some photos? And they said, sure. So I knew where everything was. And then you're right. I was able to partner up with somebody and that always helps and divide and conquer. But for me, Target had their stuff together. And I was curious because like Andrew said, our target here at Springfield was the only target open for midnight between Chicago and St. Louis. Did anyone else go to a target that wasn't open at midnight? Did they also get well stocked? Because our target, they took like the aisle where school supplies were and it's all Star Wars. They had tons of three and three quarter inch tons. They had a rounder with six inch figures plus some other six inch figures on the pegs they had the sphero they had plushies they had lego sets i mean they were stocked with new star wars i didn't see that until friday i went to target on friday because i personally wanted to try to figure out where the best place to go for the exclusives i wanted were and being a six inch guy at this point with the star wars line i decided toys r us is the one i wanted to try to get And going into all of this, I don't think any of us knew what exactly to expect coming out. I think we knew, you know, the first wave of six inches coming, probably the the first wave of the three and three quarter. But, you know, in the last few days before Force Friday, all of these rumors hit about exclusives for all these different stores. Major shout out to Jason at yakface.com, though, because I printed out several of his lists that was pretty comprehensive. And yes, some information came out that very day that didn't get on his list, but that was my checklist I went with. Yeah, that was that was a great tool. That was a great resource. But the, the reason I went to Toys R Us is because I was kind of hoping to find that Akbar and Imperial Officer two-pack, but apparently the information on that is that's not going to be out for another month or two, maybe November. So <laughs> my, my Force Friday ended up being going... To Toys R Us, where there's about 20 people in line waiting around for a while. They open the doors, and by the time I got to where they put out the figures, there was a bunch of old Rogue One stuff sitting there and a snowtrooper swinging from the peg to let me know that they had had Wave 2 of the Last Jedi line there, but none more. They must have had one case of it, and that was it. So I went back to the back aisle, and they hadn't put anything new out there either. So if I wanted three and three quarter inch stuff. I could have grabbed it there. They had the ships. They had all that stuff. I was able to walk out of there with a free t-shirt, which was kind of cute. They have a, a Funko pop chewy and a Porg t-shirt this year. And the poster they're giving away is the, the new gorilla looking at ats, which was kind of neat. So I kind I walked out of there pretty much empty handed. And so right across from that Toys R Us, there's a Walmart. Actually, it's the infamous Walmart where Raygate started. This is where I picked <laughs> up Ray a couple years ago on accident. Went over there, and they were actually closing. It's not a 24-hour Walmart. And the guy at the door is like, um, yeah, we're closed. And he's like, somebody else came walking up. He's like, are you guys here for Star Wars? I'm like, yeah. He's like, let them in. So it was me, my son, and one other guy got to walk all the way back to the toys of a closed Walmart and see everything untouched there. So I was like, wow, this is pretty great. So I was able to grab whatever six inch I wanted from that display. You know, the the first wave only. They had the three and three quarter inch. They had the vehicles. They had all the pops. So my Force Friday ended up being a one-stop deal at a Walmart where I kind of got the the red rope treatment there. But (laughs) yeah, I didn't didn't make it out to Target till the next day. And it's funny, without 
without the Force Friday, I'm sure the guys that were there at midnight, they might have told you, hey, there's a section back over here that has more stuff. I, I wouldn't have known to go back there except for I had to go look for some grocery type of items at, at Target. I was like, oh, whoa, there's a whole other section, section here. Yeah, I feel very lucky because when we went out at midnight, Andrew, Marjorie, and I, I, Andrew, were you able to get all of the Black Series 6-inch Wave 1? Yep. Yeah, no problem at all. Because, well, what happened was before the doors opened, um, I don't know if it was the store manager or whoever was on shift that night came out and was telling everybody, you know, we've got a big section in the back with everything. And then there's also some stuff in the regular toy aisle. So almost everybody went back to that big section because they'd been told that's where everything was. And we knew that the executioner was in the regular toy aisle for sure. So I booked it over there and I was the only person in that aisle for a good (laughs) minute. So I was just casually just, okay, here's Thrawn. I'll put that in my cart. And I just went through and got anything that I wanted. And then everybody came back from that big section and started rifling through stuff. So yeah, I had no problem at all. Yeah. And I hit the rounder and I was able to get all of wave one. And then the next day, That night we went to Toys R Us and they had nothing left over. It was pretty well picked over, but we'd found out from other people there that our Toys R Us had gotten Wave 2 of 6-inch, but not Wave 1. I went back to Toys R Us the next day because, as Justin mentioned, they had posters and t-shirts, but they didn't get our t-shirts. Just like for Rogue Friday, they didn't have our t-shirts for Force Friday. But unlike Rogue Friday, they actually called us the next day and said, Hey, the shirts are here. Come get your shirt. So I went to there, and Marjorie ran into Petco to get the Porg dog toys. There's actually a whole bunch of other really cool dog toys that Petco has, and cat toys. They have cat toys as well. But I picked up, like, a Yoda, a bunch of Porgs. I got a cool retro t-shirt for one of my dogs. And while she was doing that, I went back just to check the Star Wars aisle, and they'd put out another case of Black Series Wave 2, and I was able to get four of those figures. And that was like at 5 o'clock, and there were other people standing in the aisle who had been at Toys R Us at midnight the night before, and they just left those figures there for me because they'd already gotten them. So I, I feel like somebody was smiling upon me that Force Friday, and it's so much more fun because for Force Friday 1, I bought most things by the case online. And the e-tailer I used canceled a lot of my orders. They didn't get complete fulfillment. And then while Wave 1 of the Black Series 6-inch were, I actually saved money by not ordering the case there, some of those 3 and 3 quarter inch figures became harder for me to run down. So this time I decided I was going to buy in the stores. I ended up with the entire first wave of 3 and 3 quarter inch 5 POA, entire first wave and most of the second wave of 6-inch, and... Just a absolute ton of plush porg items. That never gets old. You hit on a point there that I think that that needs to be explored a little bit, and that is that it is so much more fun to go to a store and find it than ordering it online. Because, I mean, we could, you could sit at home and potentially do Force Friday from your computer, but it's not nearly as much fun. By the same token, I spent so much more, not just because I was paying retail and per figure prices, but there was a lot of impulse buys that 
there wouldn't have been sitting at home. I don't know that I would have bought the BB-8 playset at full price online, but when I saw Target had just one, and they actually pulled out a second one, and Andrew passed on it, I, I was offering Andrew. <laughs> you were, you were, and I thankfully had a few moments to kind of calm my hype down, so I left it there on the shelf. But when I'm checking out at Target with two full shopping carts, I think that I spent more than I should have. Well, wait a second, Andrew. I know you went out actually on Friday with Michelle. Yeah. What, so so were there more purchases that happened on that day? Because sounds like there might have been. There were. <laughs> see, see, okay. I, on Thursday night, or I guess technically first thing Friday morning at midnight, I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm going after the six inch because I know those are going to be the ones that, you know, they'll eventually turn up, but I want to get them as soon as possible just to make sure that I have them. So that was my my focus that and any uh, Funko exclusive that I found, because that's what uh, Michelle wanted me to get. Make sure she got those. So that was all I got at midnight. So then the next day, uh, Michelle and I went out because she uh, wanted to have a little Force Friday fun herself. So. Uh, we went out and took two of the kids with us and uh, hit up Target um, in in our uh, neck of the woods. And um, Michelle went kind of crazy with the Funkos and got all of the the Funko pops um, from the first wave. Uh, and then I was kind of looking at the three and three quarter inch figures, and I was like, "There's no the only one that I really thought that I would want was the." old man Luke and uh, I couldn't find him. Um, and so, and I've been hearing that they're kind of scarce. And so we're like, well, let's go hit up uh, the other target that's on the other side of the river. So we went over there and I was able to pick up every single three and three quarter inch uh, figure from the first wave at the other target without any problem. And I might've picked up a couple Lego sets as well. And that uh, Star Wars Destiny card game starter set. Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of I kind of lost my cool there on on Friday. Did you get the Falcon, the eight hundred dollar Falcon? That one's not up for pre-order yet, so I still have some time to talk myself out of it. But as of right now, I'll probably end up getting it. I'm hoping somebody just decides to part it out on eBay, and maybe I can just get the Porg minifigures without eight hundred dollars. I just want to point out while i'm enjoying the porgs i am not the one in the house that is porg crazy yeah you are you're a porg addict porgs ruin lives (laughs) real men don't use porgs (laughs) (laughs) no what i what i found really interesting about this time around is that over the course of midnight shopping and force friday and through the weekend after kind of settling back and realizing what is actually going to be out now and what some things are going to be shipping in October and November and kind of relaxing, I realized that I was able to at least see everything that I'd be interested in purchasing over the course of this weekend, which that's a good thing. I mean, that, that means they got a lot of product out there, you know, with the, with the exception of maybe some of the chase and, you know, exclusive Funko pops, but as far as the Hasbro stuff goes, most of it's readily available. I wouldn't say the six inch is readily available. I mean, if you went out at midnight, most people were able to get it. But right now, having gone to a lot of stores on Force Friday and Saturday and Sunday, 
the only six inch I'm consistently seeing is Vader. And I think we have found our peg warmer for the wave is strangely Darth Vader. I mean, it's the best six inch Vader they've done, but yet it's the third or fourth Vader they've done. Well, and it's also too soon because right now most Walmarts have that same Vader on clearance with a stand for around 15 to $20. Yeah. So I'm finding a lot of him and then I'm finding some rays standing around, but the Luke, the Thrawn, the Hera, those things are really hard to come by. I can what back about- this up because um, when I went to Toys R Us at sort of nine o'clock opening time, on the, the Friday morning, not having done the Force Friday at midnight, four of us sort of arrived at opening time at nine o'clock. And I thought, I don't want to get involved in any pushing and shoving here. So I let the other three guys pick up what they wanted. They basically um, took all the sort of six inch. Um, I, I sort of then got my turn at it. And all that was left in terms of six inch was Vader and the Ray. Um, so yeah, I reckon those two are the figures that are going to be left hanging there. I think that Kylo is going to be around too. He's carried forward in wave two, but I've been running across in my area. I haven't seen any rays left behind. It's the Vader and the Kylo that I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing in a lot of stores around here in this area as well. But on Sunday I had hit a few stores and shockingly I found one Walmart that looks like maybe they didn't put their stuff out until maybe that morning because there were still Thrawns and Hera's. The, the full thing was there. And I was like, have people not found this display yet? Or are they just this late to the game? But yeah, I saw that at a couple different Walmarts. So I don't know if they're they're getting more stock in as well. Who knows? But Yeah, those are the two hard to find figures, I think. The ones they should carry forward. I mean, I'm surprised because neither one of those figures is in a movie. But those are the two that people are going nuts for. It's funny. So up the road from us, maybe 30 minutes is is a is a area called the Villages, and it's mostly retirement community. Uh, there's a Target there, and Sarah and I went there Friday night, and I kid you not, they had the entire six inch still there. There was two Harrahs and three Thrawns still sitting there, and I was like, how has nobody come up here and and clean this out? But the whole wave was still there. It looked like nothing had been touched. So I have one question, though, and it sounds like from this group, and you guys are some of the most dedicated collectors I know, and many of you are like, "Eh, I'm getting too old to go out at midnight, I had to work the next day, I could get it online, and when I look at the line outside our Target, again, the only Target within hundreds of miles opening at midnight, there was a total of six people in line. Now, more people came around right after the doors opened and maybe there were 15 of us shopping total but with 20 people at Toys R Us and I compare that to when I was in that exact same Toys R Us's line for Phantom Menace there was at least 100 people in line it went all the way down the shopping mall strip mall are midnight openings still worth it do you think I mean Force Friday I believe becomes a weekend of excitement and consumerism and they have the app marjorie has collected every single hologram on the app they have all that fun i'm not saying they shouldn't do force friday but do they need to open at midnight well i've noticed before we get any further though that you know we talked a little bit about walmart and walmart kind of came up empty walmart is doing a be jedi ready thing but only select stores and there is not a store within 200 miles of us that is doing it 
So I don't think Walmart bought into the Last Jedi stuff for some reason or bought into Force Friday too because I have seen a bunch of Walmarts where people have reported that they've had to tell them to get the toys out or remind them. I mean, that's what happened when the three of us went is the guy was dumbfounded. People were there for the toys and it was opening up the pallets. Hell, I opened up the Funko Pop pallet because no one had opened it. And got a chase pork. I did, but... The thing is, is I don't think Walmart was into it this year. And I'm wondering with the weekend of stuff, especially with the AR that we've got, because those standees are supposed to be out all this weekend. And then the lady at Build-A-Bear told us that she's supposed to put them in the back until, was it, did she say November? Yeah, November 1st. So I wonder what's going on on November 1st, because Build-A-Bear lady told us they're supposed to keep those until November 1st and bring them back out if something else is going to happen with those standees and the AR, which now kind of makes sense now that we know that the other figures have a November 1st street date. I refuse to set foot into the Build-A-Bear. I I did all the augmented reality standees everywhere else, but no, I'm not going to Build-A-Bear crimes. Hold I on, Steve. Of, I cannot let. I'm sorry. What? What is your? What is? What is the problem with Build a Bear? I, ha, I have to know. It's teddy bears. I'm not. I'm a grown man. I can't go into a shop <laughs> that basically sells teddy. Have you ever been in there? They treat them like they're, they're Star Wars teddy people. bears. Yeah, but they treat them like they're real people. Steve. Yes. What is your wife's Twitter handle? Uh, she is at Dancing Ewok. Okay, an Ewok. Do you have <laughs> any? Ewoks in your house? Ewok toys? More than I care to count. And are any of them plushy? Y- yes, and I do. I do own a Darth Vader Builder Bear, but okay. I didn't go into the. I did not go into the shop to buy it myself. <laughs> Susan bought it me as a gift. I will not set foot into Builder Bear. Anyway, th- we're going totally off the point here. I was trying to verify what Marjorie said. We don't have WalMarts, but we have Asda's, which uh, are owned by Walmart, so it's our nearest thing. Um, and I did uh, an Asda on the Friday morning, uh, about sort of 10 o'clock, and there was absolutely nothing there. No standees, no signs, no toys, absolutely nothing. So I just had to leave uh, buying some beer. You know, one of the best things about having these Force Fridays, and to answer your question, Artie, I'm not sure that the midnight openings are warranted, but having a push for the new movie and merchandise, the new merchandise and stuff to come out makes sense. But one of the good things that happens during this time is they do bring out all of the old stuff from out the back. So I heard, Andrew, you were able to pick up that that Constable Zuvio. <laughs> Finally! Um, that, uh, yes, I can't believe it. And I was able to pick up a couple <laughs> things that I wasn't able to see, like an extra Phasma or a Jedi Luke three and three quarter inch black series that I have not seen since it first came out. So that is another good thing that comes out of these Force Fridays, but... What I, I want to know is what is like, I don't know if you were going to ask this, Mar- uh, Arnie, but w- what is like the major thing that everybody enjoyed getting? You know, what's what's their their number one goal? <laughs> That's what everyone was getting. I mean, if you saw anything on Twitter or Facebook, people were buying porgs in herds. It's a porgy. And I believe it because I have not seen one porg in the wild not one porg at any of the stores that i went to yeah i ended up buying i'm at seven chewbacca's so that i can have little hasbro porgs and i was kind of bummed when we were standing in line andrew marjorie and i were 50 percent of the line at target and they handed out tickets for the porg raffle 
And then when the pork raffle came, though, some more people had shown up. But I felt like we had a 50-50 chance of someone in our group winning one of the two raffles. And none of us won the raffle. We were two tickets away. Andrew was two away from winning one. And I ended up having to get one on eBay. And when I drive to Hascon this coming weekend... I'm picking it up in Pennsylvania because it was pickup only. But you got it for less than it's going to retail for. Yeah, that Porg, the giant Porg that they were giving away at Target, it will be for sale at $400. I was wondering if it was going to be on sale because if you looked on there, there was a tag with the UPC on it. Yeah, it's going to be available. It's going to be a $400 Porg. I feel pretty good. I was able to do a eBay pickup for $200. Wow. Who is going to pay $400 for that Porg? Although I did pay $500 for a Landspeeder. I thought that was so cool. There are so many times when I go, damn, I wish they had this when I was a kid. I took so many pictures at Toys R Us of that Landspeeder. I couldn't believe you got one for your child. Oh, man. I had five. I ran in there. My, my wife went, went in there, put one on layaway. I got off work Friday, ran in there, picked it up. The manager said they only got five per store. Two of them were already sold. So I don't think that I had any option in that. And what's really cool about this thing is that it has, it hides the, you know, they, they debuted it at Comic-Con this year, Arnie. And they had some kids driving around on it. And they kind of hide the wheels with this black barrier. So when it's driving on, on concrete, on black concrete, it really looks like it's floating off, on, off the ground when it rolls so i cannot wait until lando my youngest son is able to drive that but it might be a while because it says it's three to four three plus and he won't be two until next year so uh but yeah it's really cool it's really cool you can still buy it online it's not limited online so if your toys r us is out of it you can certainly go to the radio flyer website and purchase it and i made the suggestion that uh the the observation that the more that Lando beats it up, the better it's going to look. The more screen accurate it'll look. Because right now, it really has a nice paint job. And it has like kind of like a scratch in the front where he has the dent. But the rest of it is kind of cherry. So I can't wait till he crashes it around my wife's car. But that was it. I mean, besides that land speeder, which I was very hyped to get, the only other thing I was really looking out to find was Jedi Master Luke, which isn't supposed to be able to buy now, but Jeff, I understand that you were able to win the lottery this weekend. Possibly. I don't know if I'd call it the lottery, but yeah, I, I, I went to a Walmart yesterday and I just, they had them all. And actually when I sent the message to you guys that I found them, I didn't realize there were, there were a couple more of them. So they actually had three of everything, which I'm assuming is an entire case, but I saw them and you know, I figured I had heard, you know, once when you guys were talking more about them not being, you know, able to be rung up, so I figured, okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. And I'm going to clarify for the listeners: we're talking the Walmart exclusive Black Series three and three quarter inch figures, the first wave of them, which has Jedi Master Luke, Training Ray, the Praetorian Guard, and the First Order Executioner. And we found out through a lot of people posting that they're not going to ring up in Walmart system until November. Arnie, it's not training Ray, it's Rose. Oh, it's Rose? Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, it's Rose. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Yak Face's list was wrong. Okay. We're shooting Jason later. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so I, I took them up and I figured what I'll try is I'll try the self-scan. I mean, not like that would probably make a difference, but I figured why not? So I rang up all the other items that I had, including some other Star Wars items, and I saved loops for last. And I picked up uh, two of them, one for me, one for Baron. And it came up, said, item not recognized. And so I scanned the other one stupidly, item not recognized. So I saw there was a help button, pressed it, and a clerk came over in about a minute, and he tried to scan them through, got the same result. But he had mentioned that, oh, yeah, he, he had had this, something like this happen earlier today, and he didn't know what, what was going on. So he called for a manager. She came over. She tried to scan them. Same item not recognized error. And then she uh, handed them off to another employee and told him to go back, you know, look at the price or something. So after about five more minutes, uh, another manager came back with the two figures and said, well, these are not being able to be rung up, so I will sell them to you for $5 each. So I said, okay, sure. Uh, at that point, I was kind of like, you know, glad in a way that I didn't pick up like all of them, you know, just because, <laughs> you know, that that would have been totally, I mean, you know, it would have been a, a great buy, but it you know, would have been clear like, hey, this dude is going to be probably a scalper or something. So they probably wouldn't have approved it. But since I only had two, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a big factor. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in because I thought I got everything that was released for Friday that I wanted, that is. I mean, I am waiting. I should have waited on the BB-8 playset, but I waited on the vehicles. I waited on... I didn't get any titanium figures or titanium helmets. Those are going to be on clearance. I waited for sales on the vehicles and getting some extra Rathtars, but... Now that I know that these are out on my road trip to Providence, Rhode Island this weekend, I'm probably going to be stopping at way too many Walmarts. But I'm not going to be quite as kind as you, Jeff. I'm just going to take up one of the endless peg warmers and go to a clerk. And when the others don't ring up, I'll be like, yep, here, just ring them all up as this one. You know, and, and, and the that, funny thing is there, I was with there, like I was shopping there with my mother. And that was the exact same thing she said. Because why don't you just grab an older one and scan that? <laughs> That's what I had to do to get mine today. So I was denied. I found them yesterday, case fresh. I mean, literally, the case was there. I asked the employee who was working it. I said, may I open the case? She said, absolutely, take what you want. And, and I went up front, and they didn't ring. They denied me the sale, said no go. So today, I took, I took a fin up with me, and I said, yeah, this didn't scan when I scanned it, but this one does. And they rang it like that, and I was able to get them at my local Walmart. But those seem to be hitting, I mean, I'm hearing reports of everywhere that those are November 1st street date, but they are, seem to be, Walmart seems to be putting them out. Well, wasn't there a picture online of the case? Because, like, I thought I saw a picture online of the case that shows the street date is November, and I don't know if it's the 1st or the 17th, but it, it clearly said November on it. Yeah, there was a picture floating around. So let's continue Barrett's question, though. What was the favorite thing you got? Marjorie, you said the Porg. Barrett said the Landspeeder. Steve, what was your favorite purchase? I've got to be honest, the, the the one thing I really, really wanted was the um, five points of articulation, um, three and three quarter inch Jedi Master Luke, partly because we've been waiting for it for two years. I mean, it's not really a last Jedi figure. It's um, a Force Awakens figure that they've just made us wait for. Um, so, yeah, that, that was what I really, really had to have. If I had nothing else out of the old weekend, that was the one figure I wanted. And, and I'm glad I got it. Um, when I got home and I opened it, I realized it it looks more like Kurt Russell than it does Mark Hamill. I was uh, <laughs> a, a tad disappointed. It's it. No, seriously, um, picture Kurt Russell in the thing. That's pretty much <laughs> what the face sculpt's like. 
but yeah, it's got a nice detachable cloak for a five PLA figure. It, it, it's not too bad. So yeah, I, I, I got what I wanted. Um, I, I picked all the three and three quarter inch figures um, that I wanted out of the line as well. Not all, not all twelve of them. I think I ended up with six of them. Um, got a, a black series figure. Got an electronic Porg. Although I didn't know it was electronic till um, he was squeezed in in my bag. Um, and I, I also bought a Lego set for, for Suzanne and I've put that away for Christmas. So yeah, it was quite a successful, um, sort of shopping trip, but yeah, the, 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 the one must have item I got, which was that, that Luke five POA. Andrew, what was your favorite purchase? Uh, it would probably, you know, it was one that I wasn't expecting to get, um, right away. Uh, cause it's a Lego set. I know that they'll be around for a long time. Um, but I ended up picking up the big BB eight lego set um and i haven't put it together yet but the thing just looks amazing it's got doors on it where you can you know pull out the little thumbs up lighter uh it's got a bunch of the head actually moves on top of it it just looks really awesome and i can't wait to put it together so that's probably the one that i'm most uh, excited that i got this is the set that i bought for sudan and have put away for christmas doesn't it look amazing this is also the set that sarah's getting for christmas it looks absolutely sweet, and it's it's not that expensive. Well, it is, but in you know Lego prices, it it's yeah, not ten cents a piece. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not that bad, is it? But it, no, it does look fantastic, and I love the fact it comes on that little black stand with the sort of plaque at the side as well. Yeah, it just really makes it look like a display piece as well as you know a toy. See, the one thing about those Lego sets, especially those ultimate sets, they're obviously built for collectors, not the average you know, child, but those sets do not go down in price. You cannot wait to buy those. If you have to jump on those immediately, if you want it, because a $500 set's going to cost you $1,200 in two years. So you bought it. I looked at that set and I, I almost did it, but I, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it, but I may come wait. by your house, Andrew, and check yours out. Sweet. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, but I would say wait, you know, a couple months, because Toys R Us or Target's bound to have like a buy one, get one half off deal. So if you've got another Lego set that you've got in mind, that's that's how I get a lot of mine is wait for a, a sale like that. Did you get that free poly bag? What was it? R2A1? They were, they were giving out a free poly bag at Toys yeah, R Us. Yeah, the R3M2. I'm looking at it right yes. here. Yeah. How is the R2A5? It's it's fine. It's you know it's a droid Lego, so the droid itself self has four pieces, um, which I think Marjorie could probably even figure out how to put together. Uh, and then it comes with a little base with a little display plaque in the back, which is nice. But it's it's pretty simple, but but it's nice for a, a freebie. You know, I'm I'm I am surprised that we didn't see a Porg Lego build. You know, we got the little Porgs, but give it time. Yep, yep. it took him two years to do a <laughs> uh, a big BB-8, so maybe in two years they'll get a giant Porg build. They'll probably make one of those uh, brick heads pretty soon, too. Those little $10 square guys, they'll probably do that. Whilst we're back on Lego, we did go to the Lego store in the Manchester Arndale on Saturday, and I did see the, um, the new Millennium Falcon um, built in person. You know, they'd built it and put it in a... A proper display case, six hundred and fifty quid. But my, that is a a, a a feast for nine eyes. It it really is a fantastic set. Andrew, are you going to uh, take the plunge? I I probably will. 
to me, it was really disappointing that this is what it is because I've got the first collector series Falcon that they made, and this one's the same size. It just has more details, and you can open it up um, in various places, which the previous one didn't. Um, I, I really just kind of wish that Lego would quit dipping into the same well that they did. You know, the last collector series set they did was a snow speeder, which they've done before. One before that was almost an exact uh, uh, re-release of the Death Star playset, And now we've got a re-release of uh, Millennium Falcon with some extra detail. Star Wars is such a big universe. There are so many different ships and buildings that they could do. I... <laughs> I mean, I get it. If you're going to, if their goal was to have the largest Lego set ever and they want it Star Wars, they want it to be something that's safe. They want it to be an iconic ship so that when somebody who's not a, an Uber fan like we are walks into a Lego store and they see it, they're like, wow, look at that Millennium Falcon. Yeah. They want to do something safe. I get it. But I just really wish that they would pick something else. I hear you, but they, they, they were grown men licking the case. Um, it's that gorgeous. It it really <laughs> yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And I do like that it can you can do it as either the uh, original trilogy Falcon, or you can swap out the sensor dish and make it the um, sequel trilogy Falcon. And it comes with different minifigures for for each era. So that's that's at least something. I don't know if it's eight hundred dollars something, but it's something. I, I like that detail as well. We Sarah and I went to Disney Springs last night and. The Lego store there had it had it displayed as many of you got the pictures I sent. But that thing is gorgeous. I don't know that I'm in at eight hundred dollars for it, but it is absolutely beautiful. Well, you guys have convinced me. So, Jeff, what was your favorite purchase of the weekend? Then I've got a couple of favorites in different arenas. Uh, overall, the, the thing that I wanted the most, period, was six inch Thrawn. That's that's a figure that I've I've been hoping that they would make ever since they introduced the six inch line. And he's great. I mean, I, I, it's, 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 it's like it, the words are hard to come by now. It's like, a, you know, it's like, I don't know what to say. I finally got him and I'm speechless. I just, I love him. Um, I also wanted Luke and, and Kylo. Kylo is pretty cool. Like I just like a month ago, finally got into game of Thrones. So I've gone through the entire thing. So it's all like fresh in my mind. So I kind of want to get a second one so that I can like paint a beard on him and like burn the upper right half of his face. And I'll have like a cool Sandor Clegane, the, the hound. <laughs> um, the the other things that I got though, um, because the SH figure arts also went up for pre-order, and um, they did an interesting thing with um, pairing off figures. Like every month between now and December, there's going to be uh, two figures per month, and if you buy uh, both of those per month, you'll get a bonus BB droid. And there's four different BB droids. So so far, I'm not going in on that. My boss at work, he definitely wants all three of the different Praetorian guards. So. I pre-ordered those for him, you know, and he'll pay me back for them. And then I ordered the, um, what I like to call the uh, the floor tile guard of that one, because I kind of like the idea that, like, maybe he just took, like, a big, you know, like I said, like a tinfoil hat, like maybe the Star Wars universe is different. So, like, maybe he just took, like, a big piece of, you know, linoleum floor tile and glued it to the top of his head to, like, block out transmissions. And it was just over time, the corners sagged. So I, I like that design the best. Hey, where can I order these? Um, I got them through AmiAmi. They're also available at Hobby Link Japan. Uh, as of this morning, Big Bad Toy Store has not put them up yet. Um, but when they do, they tend to cost more before shipping. So I've, I've never ordered figure arts through them. But the um, the Ami Ami site, you can they some of them are already like orders are closed. Uh, Ray's still available. Uh, I think Kylo might be. 
And I'm not sure about the uh, the executioner trooper or not, but I think I'm going to order Ray because that comes out the same time as one of the ones that my boss has. So we, I can like, hopefully I can switch those orders and make them into a double order and get that month's BB droid. So I, I think that's really cool. Apart from that, then I got the, um, I was kind of surprised and I, I knew I had no interest in the line until I actually saw these right at Target. But those Titanium series figures, I think that Captain Phasma and Kylo are, are pretty damn awesome. I mean, like the, the Phasma in particular is like, I look at it, it's like, I don't care if the paint chips off. And I mean, you know, it's going to be metal anyway. It looks really cool. And they're, they're just in good poses. Um, but then finally, I guess like the other favorite thing is the, the Porg that I got at Disney Store. Because like, as I've gone to a couple stores in the morning, I first saw these Porgs. I was like, oh yeah, I, you know, I, I don't want to, but I don't know. There's something about them. They're appealing to me. You know, they're, they're cute. And, I, and like each, each store I saw more of them, it's like, I, yeah, I should get one, but... I didn't like the ones that I saw. I didn't want to get a real big one. I just wanted to get like, you know, 10 bucks or so. And the ones they had at that price, I don't like because they're just like, it's all just like smooth, you know, uh, shaped like a big jelly bean. And all the details are just printed on like a T-shirt. Uh, I wanted something that was more like, you know, like plush and, you know, fuzzy stuff like that. And that's when I looked up on Disney and I saw they had one for like 15 bucks and it looked cool. So I went there and then that's where I found my three and three quarter inch Luke. Uh, and for the same price as everyone else, eight bucks. So I got both of those, and they gave me this cool little uh, envelope of mini posters of the uh, the red character posters. So I haven't opened it; it's sealed. So I don't know how many I have in there, but it was free. Pretty damn awesome. Chris, what was your favorite? I'm gonna have to, you know, echo what Steve said, and and mine is gonna be Luke across the across all the lines. Uh, we've just been so starved for that figure that I was just happy to be able to, at the end of the weekend, have that figure and all three of its its versions here. Um, if I had to go with one that wasn't Luke, I'm probably really excited to open that three and three quarter inch uh, Praetorian Guard. Uh, I just like the design of that one. I don't care for the design of the one with the like the tile helmet, as Jeff said, but the one with the the really smooth mask. It reminds me of of like a samurai, and as you guys know, I do this the samurai. Uh, Star Wars figures too, so I think that one's pretty cool. So those would be would be mine. Um, we haven't gone too porg crazy, although next weekend Luna will probably get some porg toys from Petco. We only got the uh, the Target Chase porg so far, but we'll see how far down that rabbit hole we go. For me, I haven't had a chance to open much up yet. I gotta think my favorite item so far is one that I've picked up at Wizard World the weekend before, and I've really had a chance to open and play with. And that's the Rathtar with the Balatik, the beast pack, because it took me a long time, and I'm talking two and a half hours before I finally got all the Rathtar legs in where they stopped falling out. And I am not certain that they're not going to fall out if I try to reposition them. But that thing is just a fun toy. That takes me back to my childhood. And I want to open that playset and see if it's as cool as I think it is. And the Snoke figure that comes with it and the elite Praetorian guard. I wish I liked that three and three quarter inch Praetorian guard. Are, are you talking about the Walmart one, aren't you? You're not talking about the five POA, are you, Chris? Correct. I'm talking about the Walmart one. Yeah, I love the Praetorian guard look myself. And I'm really let down by the paint job on the five POA one. And Jeff, you just cost me a lot of yen because I found a place that had all of those two-packs still in stock. Uh, both the sites you listed are sold out of all the BB two-packs, and I am uh, placing an order now. 
Oh man, we're a bunch of suckers, aren't we? <laughs> I know. I love how the purchasing just never stops. It's like we're talking about it, and we just we just have to have it. And I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, you know, I didn't pick up that high point of a articulation, Luke. I'm probably being an idiot. I got to get it. Here's my feeling: is that I don't do all the hot toys, and I'm getting. 10 figure arts figures here from Anime Export for the price of one and a half hot toys. And I think, honestly, that these are my way of not buying hot toys. It's like, I'm not going to do the crack. I'm just going to do a little bit of meth. <laughs> I, I will absolutely tell my boss that one. <laughs> That's a great analogy. <laughs> I think that they have such great detail and such great articulation, and they take up so much less space. They cost so much less money. I think both companies really just kill you with the trooper variants, but I love figure arts figures, and they make me very happy. The only kind of downside that I'm having with these uh, the SHF Praetorians is that they're going to have the same type of skirt that, uh, that Force Awakens Kylo Ren had. So it's going to be kind of stiff and a little bit in the way. But it's, it's like the Black Series ones, the one that's exclusive to Amazon, that's got kind of like a pleathery sort of material skirt. So that looks like the best idea. But then as far as I can tell, the other ones, like the one that's in the GameStop four-pack, the one that I like, and then the one that I think is individual retail, I think those just have like plain old regular you know, cloth fabric. So it's, it's like I want to get something that's durable, but I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to find a real good middle ground. But you know, like you say, they are... A, they're a hell of a lot, of che lot cheaper than the Hot Toys. Yeah, I did order two of the GameStop four-packs. I'm just, I'm in love with Praetorian Guards. What can I say? I absolutely, absolutely love that design. <laughs> it it's really reminds me of a lot of what they're doing in the animation with the, with the seventh sister and the fifth brother and Embo and stuff like that with that kind of slanted hat. That's really animated kind of style Star Wars. Did anyone buy the new dark side ball droid Sphero? You know, I'm really trying not to because my Sphero got a lot of use two years ago, got a lot of use for a few days, and then it really just sat on a shelf and picked up dust and I never loaded the app. It just, it ran out of stuff to do. And I know Sphero almost got me by saying this dark side BB-9E, they're making one run of it. They're never going to make any more. So you get it now or you never get it. But I just, I didn't enjoy the BB-8 enough. But now Andrew's telling me the R2 is really cool. And I, I don't know whether I should get it or if it's going to suffer the same fate as the Sphero BB-8. As I understand it from some droid building friends that I have, the head on BB-8 and on BB-9E stay on better. The magnets can actually lock in place, so when he runs into things, his head doesn't fly off. Yeah, that's one of the worst parts about that original BB-8 was that every time that it bumped into something, the head would go flying. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta yeah. be a better driver. If it's on patrol mode where you just turn it on so it just rolls around the room <laughs> and learns the path of the room, if it runs into something, there goes the head. That BB-9E, though, looks so cool. I saw it, and the, the, the paint deco that they have, it, you know, any it looks like Darth Vader as BB-8, what it looks like to me. I'm cynical. I honestly believe, truthfully, somebody at Lucas Marketing said, we want to sell BB-8 salt and pepper shakers. Put a black BB-8 in the next one. Yeah, I'm not sold on it to be honest it looks like a portable heater that i used to have when i was a student the, 
the the grills the grills on it do remind me of it somewhat. Um, the R two's thirty quid more over here in the UK and looks to be of a sort of a sturdier construction. But I'm just remembering back to the original Force Friday and the Sphero BBA was the hot ticket item, and we bought it on you know we bought it on first day um and we went to the disney store no one in fact no one was buying any star wars stuff to be honest the disney store was a bit of a disappointment but no one was making a fuss about these these new spheros um at all and and i mean while i'm talking about the disney store the disney elites were for me were really poor um, in comparison to, you, you know, what the Black Series looked like. I am out on the Disney Elites. We went to a Disney store on Force Friday to check them out, and I looked at all those figures, and I'm like, you know, it's I'm just not feeling it until I saw the Praetorian Guard. I bought the Praetorian Guard, but I'm being very picky-choosy on that line. That was the only one I felt like I needed. The Praetorian Guard was the one figure they didn't have, so I can't pass an opinion on that. You know, and those figures are one of the only figures from Disney that are consistently being reduced in price. So you could play any kind of long game with those with those figures. That's kind of my feeling, too, is the original trilogy ones, the Boba Fett and things that they made in real limited numbers never did. But every single one just about from The Force Awakens, absolutely every single one from Rogue One. They go five, ten, fifteen dollars off, and so I'm thinking since I do have currently a complete set of the elite figures, I'll wait. And if I find these for five bucks a piece, maybe I'll pick them up then. But no more than seven. For the first time, this is actual good long game advice from Baron. <laughs> My long game has been adjusting over time. You just have not known about that, but yes, it has been adjusting over time. But yeah, I think some of my favorite items I got are pre-orders like the GameStop Trooper 4-pack and the fig yards I've just ordered. And Andrew, did you order the Stormtrooper Executioner Hot Toy? I did. I did. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how truthful the statement improved articulation is. I'm looking forward to how truthful the statement executioner is. Like, is there going to be an execution? Do they bring out special armor? So guys, final thoughts on Force Friday collecting. We'll kind of go around. Chris, start with you. From a collecting standpoint, I thought it was good. Uh, We were able to make a weekend of it, and we had a blast doing it. But I think for me, and one of the things that I think we really haven't talked about, is when you meet people in line and you're able to connect with them. I ended up exchanging information with the other gentleman that I met and um, he's local in the area. So it's always kind of cool to meet new people and connect on that. And he actually, I was wearing a Swan shirt. He noticed it because he listens to the show and that's how we connected and then made that connection from there. So that's always cool on force Friday. When you meet new people, it's kind of like going to a con where, you know, you get to see your, your old friends, but you also make some new ones collecting wise i thought it was great i think there's a lot of stuff still coming there's a lot of six inch exclusives that seem to be coming down the pike so i think we're going to see more merchandise for this one at least more action figure related merchandise than we did for the first for the first awakens yeah star wars action news bringing collectors together since 2005 Jeff, what about you? Overall, it's a good time i think i pretty much got everything that i wanted except for the things that I thought would be available, but turned out to be 
you know, October and December exclusives like on Amazon and, well, I guess not Walmart because I beat that system. So, hey, go me. <laughs> Steve, how about you? Well, I can second what Chris um, has just said because as I sort of uh, weighed for these three other guys to pick what figures they wanted in, in Toys R Us, one of them sort of turned around to me and sort of looked at me suspiciously and said, uh, are you Steve? I said, yes. <laughs> he said, from Star Wars Action News? I said, yes. So, you know, um, you, you get recognized uh, wherever you go with your swan shirt on, and um, it's nice to make new, new friends. So, hello, Hack Heaven. Lovely to meet you in, in Toys R Us, and I won't tell your wife how much you spent. Um, but uh, there is one final thing that I wanted to bring up, and, and this is the best opportunity to do so. Uh, what do we all think about the Force Link feature? And in particular, the fact that you have to buy this Force Link starter set to make your figures talk. I don't know. I ended up picking up the Force Link starter set, but I haven't played with it yet. I don't think that I resent having to buy the starter set any more than I resent having to buy the com chip reader back with the Phantom Menace. But <laughs> has anyone opened theirs? I haven't even bought one for the same reason that I didn't use the ComTech when it was out. So I don't need my figures to talk. I'm fine with just having the figures. You see, I'm intrigued by it, and I wanted to buy it, but it at, in the UK, it's 25 quid. And I saw some places, the entertainer were selling it for 28 quid. And I know you get um, sort of a new Kylo Ren figure in there, but for me, it's just too much to spend when you're already shelling out on Force Friday. I will play the, the long game. Uh, and eventually pick this up. I'm hoping that's going to come down and I can get that for at least half price. Um, but I'm interested. I've not seen anyone um, posting videos on social media uh, of what that looks like, so I have no idea what it sounds like, what it looks like. Uh, I'm just intrigued. You see, the thing is, um, it does have the little blue symbol. I don't know if you've all turned your three and three quarter inch figures upside down and looked on the feet, but on the left foot, of your three and three quarter inch figure there is a little blue symbol that i presume oh, cont- um, is that what it is I, I i thought they like they were all like stepped on the same sort of bug or something i didn't know what that was wow chewbacca the three and three quarter inch five poa his gun sucks <laughs> you did. you're not buying that one for the gun you're buying it for porg oh chewbacca's bowcaster yeah it, sh- it comes in three pieces yeah it just fell apart you cannot put it together for love, no money. You know, you were talking about the Raftars, and that took you two and a half hours. I spent five, five hours trying to put Chewie's gun together, and still... Dear God, this is all no hope. <laughs> and and that, that Chewie's slightly cross-eyed as well. Do you, we're going to do a review about the ComTech, and now you do an review about the Bowcaster. Well, that's because I'm opening I, the figure, and the Bowcaster just <laughs> fell apart in my hand. Yeah, it's the I, same Bowcaster that they've been packing with Chewie for a while, because... No, Natalie has one and it does the exact same thing. I did a periscope opening of the Chewbacca figure and it's worse, trust me. And that Chewbacca is like five different shades of brown. And this rose figure comes with the tiniest little accessory. I am so going to lose these. It's a sonic screwdriver. It's tiny. It is. Who else has a 5POA ray? Because I've got a question. Yes, uh, I do. Does yours have a little black blemish at the base of the neck? Every single one that I saw in the store, like that little area was never covered in paint. It's just this itty bitty little pinprick. At the nape of the neck. Yeah. Yes. To the left hand side, Andrew. Uh mine is almost like right in the center. 
Hmm. No, mine's slightly to the left. It's like a bulgy in vein. Yeah, no, this is like just like it's very clear that there's no paint on that little pin prick. And every single oh. one that I picked up at our store had that exact same blemish. And I was just curious if that was a widespread mm. thing or if it was just something in a particular case assortment. No, you know what's, my- what's kind of odd though is I'm looking at because I bought the two pack with her and the Praetorian Guard instead of the single one, and that doesn't have that at all. It's total well, skin except for the black part that's collar. I was just going to chime in on that too. It looks like. Um, people have been comparing those two and it looks like it's the exact same figure and sculpt. It's just a different paint job. And f- from the pictures I've seen online, it looks like the two pack paint job is better than the single carded one. Mm. It, it's, it's more like a throbbing vein than a prick. Um, <laughs> I just think she looks a bit like a Vulcan. She looks to be concentrating a lot. Maybe that's, maybe that's it. I've seen the same thing. It's it's like there's uh there's sculpting there for you know the tendons in the neck or something, and mm. the base of the figure is like the color of her tunic, and then they tried to paint the skin color on top of it, and it just doesn't cover on those two. Because I've got a little bit on the left and a little bit on the right where it's just it's darker. All right, yeah. Andrew, where's that blemish again? <laughs> so it's right where you see the there's the two parts of the sculpted neck where it's like the the tendons that are a little raised it's like a forms a v in her neck okay okay so in between where if you were to continue those lines down to where they would meet if they were to make a triangle that's where the little spot is i don't have that but i have some like a little tiny just the tiniest little black it's like a pin prick but it's further down okay yeah i'll bet that's the two pack okay yeah, mine's just with the single carded one. Interesting, because I probably went through five of them and picked out the one that had the smallest dot. Some of them were really obvious, and the one that I ended up getting was, it's just a little pinprick, but it was interesting that every single one I picked up was having the same problem. We didn't talk about the fact that now now the five POA were up to, were up to what, eight bucks a figure? I did pick up the, the, st- the, uh, the Trooper five POA, but man, the bleeding... Of the black through the white on the hands and the guns and the knees. I mean, the only thing that really didn't have any bleeding that I could find was the mask. But if the body, I mean, were you guys having a problem with that? I, the, I mean, it's bad. I don't have it with the, the trooper. I just have it with the the ray figure. Oh man, every trooper I saw, I had to go like I, like I said, five or six troopers. The hands and the guns, it was bad. The one I got that I did not pick anything from, I. Picked it up, had no bleeding on it that I could tell. I thought it had a really good paint job. Mm. I didn't buy a trooper, but I am having problems getting my Porg to stand up. My Porg stands just fine. I just gotta, you know, be gentle with him. Marjorie, you have the Force Link, and you've played with it before the release. Uh, I did. I did get to play with the Force Link before the release date, and it was kind of cool. I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. So it's a wrist gauntlet. You know, it fits. It does fit an adult size hand, and it looks like perhaps I'm turning into a Terminator. It looks to me like you type stuff on it, you know, like some kind of wrist, do, 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 like do, do, scanner. Do. At Like, you know how at Walmart or Target, when they scan something or they type in the DPCI? They're not wearing apparatus. But they should, and that would, looks like what it would be. All right. 
So you've got a Chewbacca, we've got the Kylo Ren here that came with it, and we've got a Rose figure. Yeah, with the Kylo Ren, you do you do get him with the starter pack. So when you get the wrist gauntlet, the Kylo Ren is what comes in the box. So here's Chewbacca. <laughs> So Chewbacca has one roar. Yeah. Now the speaker, of course, is in the gauntlet. And you just have to touch it. Actually, you don't have to touch it. Just get it anywhere near the gauntlet, the figure. This is Rose? Yeah. I can fix anything. I can fix anything. So they get one line. Oh, that's a little disappointing. You do not have to get it near their feet. You just put the figure up to the gauntlet and it goes. Oh, now Kylo Ren has at least two. Show me again the power of the darkness. I will let nothing stand in our way. Now, there are cool lights on it, too. On the gauntlet? Yes, when you do it. So it's got, like, some flashing orange lights, and they flash when it's activated. That beeping, though, is really kind of obnoxious. That's the acknowledging we've successfully scanned your figure beep. Now, one thing I noticed that wasn't heavily marketed at the stores was that you needed this to do this feature. And I wonder if people are going to know that. And Every every single figure's card back shows it, though. So if you're looking at the back for details, it says every single figure, force link starter set not included. So, Steve, you were on the fence. Now, are you going to go pick one of these up? I've got off the fence, run into the next field, <laughs> and, and I'm just keeping going. <laughs> I'm, I'm not impressed, especially with that horrible little noise in front. And I tell you what I'm doubly not impressed with, the three and three quarter inch figures have got sort of a ribbed bubble because of this force link feature, o- almost a little bit like the Wi-Fi symbol. There's sort of a, 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 a semicircular ripple through the, through the bubble. And for me, it spoils the look of the front of the figures. You know, the fact that you've got this sort of ripple effect going. So if that's the reason why, um, then yes, I won't be picking that up unless I can see it for five to ten pounds. And there's more. uh, I don't know. None of those phrases seem to be particularly well thought through, do they? And I don't believe it's the original actors either from the film. It's just, I mean, Rose here sounded like, honestly, Ahsoka. I could fix anything. It sounded like a <laughs> Disney cartoon voice. And the Comtech readers, I remember when KB Toys, those things started at like $20 US. I remember KB Toys was clearancing them out and I picked up an entire case of them at $3 a piece. So I have a feeling these will be marked way down if they follow the pattern of the Comtech reader. I think this is cooler, though, than what they tried with Rogue One. I mean, they're trying to get the kitties and get the tech and try to compete with... For Rogue One, you'd scan the figures and you unlocked points in that app so you could get... TIE Fighters and Blaster Bolts and things, I'd rather have just an unobtrusive tattoo on the figure's foot and be able to make it talk if I wanted to. Hey, don't don't get me wrong. If there's anyone who's who's more than happy about the fact there's no rubbish packings with these figures, it's me. You, you know, I've, I've said often enough how much I hated the packing that came with the Rogue One figures. So yeah, I'm I'm glad there's no no nonsense and wastage there. It's I and and I like the Comtech chips. I just thought this would be as cool as the Comtech chips were and um for me it's not it's it, you know, it's not 
in that same sort of league. It it's a bit clunky. And and the contact chips you could sort of assemble on a necklace and wear around your neck a little bit like flavor flav. All right, I have enough Chewbacca's. I'm damn curious. I'm gonna rip this Chewbacca apart. I want to know if there's an RFID chip in it or how it knows. Don't when you have to get a saw and cut it. You're gonna cut him open. Are you gonna bite Chewbacca's foot, foot off? No, he's gonna eviscerate him. No, the chip to talk is actually in their chest. It's, I know. I got to get in the chest. I was telling. You. Ah. How are you going to get in the chest? Are you getting, like, scissors or something? I figured if I broke off every part, there'd be a hole. I'm actually listening to action figure homicide news right now. There you go. That's his death howl. That's that's a different voice. (laughs) Yay! That's a different roar, too. It was two different roars, right? My question is, who is this aimed for? Because if you're talking about tech... The kids that are old enough to be playing with tech are not going to be playing with these action figures. So I'm thinking like two, three-year-olds this is for, right? Because you can put the little gauntlet on their wrist and you can kind of set up the figures and when they walk by them, you know. But like a seven, eight, nine-year-old, they're not going to be interested in this. And a collector's not. I don't think my five-year-old nephew would be interested in this. He's almost six. And I think that this is way beneath his level of play and intelligence. I mean, this is a kid that is, you know, making his own toys out of, like, trains and stuff. And, I mean, he can already, like, walk in the house and he's like, hey, I want to show you my favorite YouTube video this week. I mean, it just doesn't seem like this is easy. easy. Mm-hmm. easy. Right. I look at this kind of unnecessary when it comes to action figures. It's a gimmick to get the non-tech-savvy parents to buy the toy for their child. That's what it is. It, the, it's Kids aren't going to say, ooh, I want this. It's the the grandmas and, that are going through the aisle and say, oh, I'm getting this toy for this character that my grandchild loves. Oh, there's something that I need to buy to make it work. I'm going to go spend you know $20 on that, too, so that they can make it work. That's That's really all it is. Yeah. But all that being said, this is it's cooler. I think it's cooler than the than the episode one chip thing, because the chips you could lose. I know you can make a necklace and stuff, but all that stuff you could lose here. You just have an action figure and you have a gauntlet. The nice thing with ComTech, though, is you had a stand because that's what I was going to stand. And I love that feature. I'll be interested to see how well it works with Arnie's playset, because that has this technology in the playset as well. So be interesting to see how that works. I know like with the uh, vehicles and stuff, if you're, if you've got, you know, Kylo Ren's TIE fighter, you know, it's supposed to, as you know, you pick it up, make the like engine sounds and the pew pew sounds and stuff like that, which is kind of neat, but talking characters isn't all that great. I think if it, Oh my God, I hear pounding. I wonder what the hell's going on. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> in, I'll be interested to see if Arnie comes back with both limbs. <laughs> If you're going to get, like, technology-wise, we're talking about that. I mean, kids playing with their action figures, they use their imagination. They're going to make up their own dialogue. Like Andrew said, the cool feature is is with the vehicles making, like, the, you know, the, the blaster bolt sounds. But that uh, one of the things that we didn't, we didn't talk about but I thought was interesting, and if it was a little bit cheaper, I'd love to get it for my nephew, is that build the R2 unit. Um, and I can't remember the company that does that. It's called it's it's little bits and it's the droid inventor kit and yes it's at the Disney store yeah I'm actually going to be doing a review of that here soon they sent me one I got to see it last month and it was 
actually a lot of fun. And they're really hoping that it takes off where people kind of expound on it and build things other than the R2. And you can customize the R2. So I'm going to be opening mine up here soon, probably later today or tomorrow. These figures are quite well constructed. Getting into the body (laughs) took some work. But with the hammer, a pair of pliers, and a claw, I was able to tear open the torso. (laughs) And indeed, inside is this little black and green chip... I'm trying to find a little bit more. Is it what it's connected to? Oh, I'm only slightly bloody. What? I'm bleeding a little. Where are you bleeding? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my thumb. Your thumb. I don't even know how I did that. (laughs) I didn't feel it happen. Taking one for the team. Uh, All in the name of science. Yeah, it's just this tiny little green chip. Now let's put that up to the reader and see if it works. I feel that we've just done this total recall thing on him now. You shake it to wake it up. Are, are you? Do you need stitches? Mm-mm. Okay. It works. <laughs> Disappointing that it's only one roar. I know. You know what you should do now is if you can safely and not destroy it, you should like put it inside the rose figure so that she just you know lets out a working roar every time the scanner. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new level of customizing. You cannot do that without destroying the hell out of the figure. The chip is about this. Actually, it's a little smaller than a micro SD card. And it actually has a little holder that holds it in the figure. So it's not just floating around. So like, you know how you have like a little adapter if you've got a a card that's too small. Like when you have the regular SD, but then you have a micro and you have a little adapter. That's kind of what holds it in. Also, I want to point out that the inside of the action figure is really frightening, and it's the stuff of nightmares. Well, there's a little square inside the figure there that's meant to hold the chip. So, yes, I I did have to uh, sacrifice Chewbacca for the team. Well, thank you for satisfying my curiosity. And saving you, what was it, 25 quid? (laughs) 25 quid and then a visit to the emergency room. Yes, (laughs) because it looks like we're going there later. I'm fine. I'm clotting already. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up. Are any of you in the market for a new computer? I might be. Arth- I might be, Arnie. What are, you, what are you selling? I am trying to talk myself not into buying... One of Lenovo's new Star Wars branded computers. Here's the thing. You guys know I'm a computer guy. And this is the Lenovo Yoga 920. It's their newest model. And... At Best Buy, they have these on display. It has a high gloss. You can either get an Imperial or a Rebel symbol on the top. Or both. I don't think it's interchangeable. No, you just buy both. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like the way you think, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) But the Imperial symbol's really cool. It's got a star field and a silver Imperial symbol. The Rebel symbol, it's a little bit more notebooky. It feels like the top of a Trapper Keeper to me. But this is actually a good laptop. The Yoga, the reason they call it the Yoga, is it's completely convertible. It's a Windows 10 touchscreen laptop. It comes with a 4K screen, and you can open it and fold it all the way back and put it in tablet mode with the keyboard behind it. You can get it up to a terabyte of solid-state drive. The battery lasts 11 hours on the 4K model or 16 hours on just the HD model. It's got good speech recognition. It's an Intel 8th generation KB Lake processor, 8 or 16 gigs of RAM. It's a nice laptop. 
I want to point out that ever since we saw this yesterday, and it's been about 24 hours, he's asked me probably about once an hour, do you need a new laptop? Because, you know, that might be the one to get. Your laptop's like four years old. It might be time for an upgrade. What's the price on this laptop? 1200 And for going into tablet mode and everything, I mean, it costs a lot less than my Surface. And it's a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think Macs come with a touchscreen. No. And I'm kind of moving away from the Mac world anyway, just because I feel like they haven't innovated as much since Steve Jobs died and their prices are so high. And you can get a lot of power in a Windows 10 machine and Windows 10 is a solid operating system. So I just want to put that out there for anybody looking for a new laptop that this, the Star Wars branded Lenovo Yoga is actually a solid machine. If I didn't get a Surface, I was going to get a Yoga anyway. It's their flagship laptop. Are you also in the market for a new electric razor? Because I saw that Philips has those too. You know, I would totally buy that if, you know, I skipped on the Rogue One razor because it was just packaging. The razor was literally the same razor I use every day. If my skin could be made smooth with an electric razor, I would totally get that. But I need blades. I need to cut. You know, you're a special boy, and you need a special razor. I just don't like the Don Johnson look. Those electric razors will tear tears my face up. I, I see guys using them all the time in traffic. And if I was going to buy an electric razor, though, this would be the one. One of these would be the one because if you look at it, the deco is awesome. Anyone else look use an electric razor and look at the Poe Dameron one? The design was pretty sweet. Yeah, I use an electric razor, uh, and yeah, they do look sweet, but I'm not going to spend that much money on an electric razor. How much is it? They range anywhere from like 50 to 200 or something like that, I think. The $50 one is, you know, a $50 electric razor. The one that I would want to get is the one that would be 200 And yeah, I'm since my electric razor works perfectly fine, I'm not going to be buying a new one. I do have like $136 in Walgreens points <laughs> that we have to use. Jeez. I never used them. I forgot about them. And they give it for your, pres- for your prescriptions. And it connects with your Apple Watch. So every time I met my goals on my Apple Watch, it gives me Walgreens points. So there you go, Andrew. There's a way to get your razor. Wow. Mm. Andrew, what about you? Final thoughts for Force Friday? Well, I think that uh, we may have started a tradition this year. Um, the next time they do one of these, I think that uh, Springfield will probably be in my sights. Um, I had a lot more fun this year being with uh, folks that I know, and uh, it was nice to actually get merchandise that um, I wanted. And it was, and because they actually had merchandise and there weren't as many people there, I may have bought more than I, I should have because of that. A couple spontaneous buys, including that Sphero R2D2. Is it worth it? Is it better than the BB-8? In some ways, it is better. Uh, The biggest improvement is that the sounds actually come out of R2 himself, as opposed to the BB-8 where the sounds come out of your phone. Ah. I haven't had a whole lot of time to really play with them much. Um, I will tell you that Natalie thinks it's awesome and hilarious. So at least she'll get some enjoyment out of it if I end up finding that it's lackluster like the the BB-8 after a while. But it's bigger. It is bulkier. It feels a little bit more solid. The treads on the feet have the same problem that the little uh, balls inside of 
um, BB-8's head had, where it collects dust and 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 dog hair. So there is that problem. But so far, I've been as happy with it as I was when I first got my BB-8. So um, we'll see how that you know how long that lasts. But so far, it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, overall, uh, good good Force Friday. Um, and uh, yeah, this year uh, has me looking forward to the next one, whereas uh, the one from last year for Rogue One was really disappointing. And uh, I really thought that there might not even be a Force Friday this year because there were so, so much problems with um, distribution last year, at least in, in my area. So it was good to, to see that it bounced back. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to Force Friday 3, or untitled Han Solo Day uh, <laughs> next year. That's got to be like January, right? Because there's only five months between the two movies. Yeah. Barrett, what about you? Final thoughts on Force Friday? I had a blast. I had a great time this Force Friday. I have to agree with Chris. I think I got everything that I wanted. I think basically most of us got everything we wanted. The workers at the stores were a lot more accommodating this, this Force Friday this year. You know, some of the times they get a little upset. You know, they 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 really don't understand the collecting community and the rush and, and things that we need, you know, things that we have to get in order to make our lives complete. You know, that they don't understand that. This year, I think they were a lot nicer. I know when I'm out there galactic hunting, I can have this look on my face of dread, you know, that I'm looking for something. And, and that could kind of push people away. But this year, it seemed like they were a lot nicer. I think that the fact that they're splitting it up from Force Friday September 1st to November 1st is very smart. That's something they did not do. They kind of just released all of the merchandise last year for Rogue One, and it was kind of the same stuff all the way through till the release of the movie. Here, it seems like we're going to get another batch of new merchandise right before the movie, which is brilliant to me because that's another Black Friday that we can have right before Black Friday. And I think that as far as merchandise, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for the movie. I'm pretty excited for the merchandise. I had a great time. I can't wait to play with some of this stuff, man. And I had a great time talking to you guys again. And thanks for the invite for me coming on. And I'll talk to you guys again next time. Yeah, I got to agree with what you said. The employees at our stores were really into the event. One of the guys at Target actually wore a Jedi robe. He's the manager of the toy department. His name is Toby, and he's from Australia, and he makes his own lightsaber hilts. So I already know who he is. We've talked before about toys. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he was really great, wasn't he? And then the other guy I knew was previously the manager of Starbucks, and now he's a store lead, and he also was having a good time. I, I think the Target employees were into it. And I think it's really cool that we had the event because we never get stuff like that. Although I am still disappointed that they didn't do the Target red balls outside as BB-8 like other Targets did. But they said only like 100 stores got that. Marjorie, what about you? What was your final thought on Force Friday? I had a blast. And, you know, I was unsure if we would have product, you know, being that we are in the middle of Illinois and in the middle of the country, we we're always the last to get stuff. And I was super excited that our target was one of the few that was opening. And then Andrew said he was going to come down. And I think Andrew's right. I think we have a tradition because, you know, the toys were really great, but we had a lot of fun. I mean, it was just, 
I don't know. It's doing it with friends. I think it makes it better doing it with a spouse. I'm sure Chris and Sarah and Steve and Suzanne had a wonderful time as well. And I think the more people you can get, the merrier. And that's what Star Wars is all about. I couldn't say it better myself. So everyone, thank you for joining us. And it's been a blast. Force Friday was fun. Talking about it with you was even more fun. Nice and fun to talk to everybody and talk new action figures. I always love the Midnight Toy releases because it's something you and I have always done together. And it was really great to have Andrew with us this year. So I hope that everyone gets a chance to do something like that again in the future with a friend or a loved one because it really does make the event fun. That said, this coming weekend, we won't be doing anything together, you and I, Marjorie. Nope, I'm choosing to sit this one out. I, alone. (laughs) Well, no, you're going to have a buddy halfway through. I'm going to Hascon. I see it's lengthened a little. Because you're super excited about meeting Chewbacca, Mom. No. (laughs) However, I talked to quite a few of our friends at other sites and even invited a few to go with me for free, and none would. So I don't know of any other websites that'll be there. They're going to have Star Wars displays and Marvel displays, so follow us at Star Wars Action News on Facebook and Twitter, Marvelicious Toys on Facebook and Twitter. I'm going to be doing live videos from HasCon. If there's new product reveals, and Hasbro did reveal some new Marvel items up at Fan Expo Canada last weekend. So will they have new figures out? Will they have new toys out? Will I be able to talk to the brand teams? It's looking that way. And so follow us live on Facebook and Twitter. And then when we're back next show, I'll wrap up. HasCon 2017. I'm driving home on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. I think the trick is, is you've got to get everyone on the Star Wars brand team to say it like that. Now, on Force Friday, we had some video reviews go up on our YouTube channel. Big thanks to Daryl and Andrew for editing those videos. If you didn't get a chance to watch them yet, though, we're going to go ahead and do the reviews here. Just know these were recorded before the show that you just heard. And if you've already seen the YouTube videos, well... We'll talk to you next show. But before we get to those reviews, I do want to take a moment and let you know something about our other podcast, Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. We are in our 10th year of doing that show. Started with movie reviews back in 2007. Well, coming up on Sunday, well, coming up on Sunday, September 24th, Jacob Stewart and I are going to be doing a live podcast review of the movie Kingsman, The Golden Circle. It comes out that Friday, that Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Pacific. We will be doing that review live, followed by a Q&A. And Marjorie, you are on an episode of Now Playing This Friday, our review of The Legend of Hell House. Yes, I am. I love old-timey horror movies, but did I love this one? Yeah, and you were also one of the authors of the Now Playing book that, oh, it is so close to completion. If you want to get a copy autographed by Stuart Jacob and the other authors, head to nowplayingpodcast.com forward slash book. The ebook will be out by the end of September, followed by a physical book. But now back to some Star Wars talk. Let's take a look at the three and three quarter inch Hasbro figures that 
we were able to pick up a little bit early. While at Wizard World Chicago last weekend, we were able to get our hands on a few Hasbro products before street date. So we have these reviews here ready to go. And we're going to start with the one that... I kind of feel like this is two years late. Tell that to Concha Club. I'm talking about the Rathtar. And if you guys recall, if you're Star Wars Action News followers, when I interviewed Hasbro at San Diego Comic-Con in 2016, I asked them, Hey, you know, in the three and three quarter inch scale, you guys have really ignored your beasts. You know, when I was growing up, I think about the Wampa, I think about the Tauntaun, I think about the beasts, and it's a perfect skew. They were doing them in the six inch. So what about three and three quarter? And I specifically mentioned wanting a Rathtar. And they said that would be a good idea. Of course, now I know they already had it in the making. So I I guess my first question about the Rathtar... Are you supposed to suspend him from the ceiling with fishing line or something? Because it doesn't look like he stands and his legs fly off. And now, oh my gosh, he's an amputee. He does stand on the legs. But this is what I'm going to say is when you get the box, you get your Rathtar and he does come with Balatik. And we'll review that figure in a second. But I almost think this isn't a toy. It's a game. It shouldn't be in the action figure section. It should be over where Hasbro keeps Monopoly and Trouble and all of those because you open it up. You have your action figure with his blaster and a nice little blister. And then you have this tiny ball of Rathtar (laughs) and all of his legs. And they're almost impossible to see. They did a good job of hiding it. But each leg has a letter of the alphabet on it. A through L. There's 12 legs. Oh my gosh. But I'm happy they made the letters near invisible because when you're looking at the figure, it's not like it's trying to teach you your ABCs. I'm upset though because I had to really find a bright light and I couldn't tell my L from my I from my H. Sometimes I got my C and my G confused and they have to go in specific holes on the body. They're just little rubber pegs that you have to stick in. And I found that assembling your Rathtar reminds me of the game Kerplunk. Have you ever played Kerplunk? I have not. I don't know that game. Kerplunk is where you have a whole bunch of straws and like little plastic sticks and you put them in forming a mesh and then you put a bunch of marbles in the top and you pull out the sticks and the person who ends up spilling all the marbles because the sticks have lost their cohesion loses the game. Well, every time I would attach one of the Rathtar's legs, two new ones fell off. (laughs) That's funny as you do that, you're inserting a leg and they're flying off. (laughs) They look a little like squid legs, a little bit, kind of like some lobstery things. You might as well just give up because you just keep putting the same two legs in right now. It legitimately took me about 30 minutes of frustration to get all the legs in. And then the moment I moved it into the recording studio, legs started falling off like this is a leper Rathtar. Can I make a suggestion? Can you use just a spot of glue? But then you wouldn't have the articulation. Do you need to articulate his legs? Yes, and his little squids. Otherwise, how are you going to capture people? These are his appendages. I'm going to say he's probably not going to be capturing people as his legs fall off. You know what I really think they've done? This is a genius cost-cutting measure. Hasbro, instead of using Chinese labor, is crowdsourcing 
figure assembly. I just pictured the future. When you buy a figure, you have to put your own arms and legs in and snap the body on. <laughs> because there's no way that this is a reasonable amount. I opened this. I'm like, I wanted a toy. I got a Lego set. And it doesn't stay together. No, and I think you're going to be losing legs if you just don't stop. Because this is going to be a problem. I'll give it some pros. First of all, some of the legs do stay in pretty well. I think I just, it's really tough. I think eventually, with enough repetition, I may get them all in. Or I'm just going to wear the nubbins down to stubs. I can't decide which way that's going to go. I like the paint on it, though. Especially the legs. Each of the legs has a beige side and a cooked lobster red side that lines up pretty well with the body. I'm sorry, I just love his giant maw. He has this giant mouth. Okay, and okay, I know I don't have very long hands. Oh, his legs just fell off again. But I can stick my entire index finger in and touch the back, which I assume is the Rathtar butt from the inside. Not only can you stick a finger in. Do figures fit in? You can stick a figure in. Oh, that's even more fun. I right now have him eating Balatek. And you get the little appendages on so he's like shoving it in you know what would have been better and i'm sure this would have driven up the cost exponentially is if the tentacles or at least the front tentacles were bendy like bendums so you could like wrap them around the legs or something like that the figure is a really tight fit and what i'm surprised about is the mouth is a little rubbery but not as much as i would expect it's got some give to it but i think if you stick figures in it the paint on the mouth and the paint on the figures is going to wear off with play, but I expected it to be far more rubbery than it is on the mouth. Yeah, I was surprised when I stuck my finger all the way in there because I couldn't resist that it didn't tear up my finger more. It just it was just kind of not even really irritating. So he's got some nice paint on the back though, the stripes and then the yellow wart things. Those like zits. Yeah. There goes another leg. He now only has three legs out of, what, 12? When we started, all legs were in there. So in this amount of time and just handing him back and forth, nine legs have fallen. Sorry, I was trying to look inside the wrath tower. <laughs> now, one thing that's interesting with these new Last Jedi three and three quarter inch toys is each of them has a little symbol on the bottom for the Force Link. Now, we don't have the band yet, but when you get a Force Link band and you put it up to this... You're going to hear a Rathtar roar, I believe. I don't know what the Rathtar is going to say. I have seen some other ones, and they are saying lines from the movie. And it's not always on the bottom, Arnie. Some of them are on the feet. and it, You just have to hold the Force Link gauntlet close to it, and it will say the lines or make the sounds. Balatik has a little symbol on the bottom of his boot, and if he doesn't say tell that to Contra Club, I'm going to be way disappointed. Yeah, he needs to say that. And I am looking forward to our review of the Force Link band that'll come in a few days, but I think that's a much cooler idea than that app that they did for Rogue One. I like the idea of having figures say lines from movies versus, oh look, I can insert a TIE fighter and a laser blast in a photo. I couldn't do that with Photoshop. Now one thing with the proliferation of new movies that we're not getting so much anymore, are background character figures. So I'm not sure out of all of The Force Awakens, Balatik was the figure I was hoping for most, but he goes well with the Rathtar. I don't know who 
who else I would have asked for? I think we needed the Wrath Tar, though. Yes. I, I completely think that this was missed two years ago, and I would have loved to have that. This is Disney's problem with secrecy, and specifically JJ's problem with secrecy, not letting the Hasbro team in, because I, too, would have loved it. I'm excited to get it now. And you know what? I am said I didn't need Bolitic. I'm so glad they did Bolitic versus what we're going to talk about in our next video, where with the probe droid, they just put a Darth Vader. They could have just put a Han here and said, look, heroes sell well. And then we'd be stuck with a repackaged Han Solo from The Force Awakens. I'm glad we got a new character here with Balatik. And he has a pretty plain outfit, but it's fairly movie accurate. He looks like he lives in the Matrix. Kind of. I got a goth feel off of him. I don't think so much goth. Definitely thinking that he is living in the Matrix, though. I love his bangs. Yeah, his bangs are like on fleek. And his double-breasted coat. I actually really like the detail in the sculpt here. Now, he is five points of articulation, which means he has those wonderful split pant legs. The pantsuit. But still, at least I'm getting him in three and three-quarter inch scale. And he comes with a really cool, unique blaster that's rather large. It's bigger than his arm. It is. It's the one he carried in the movie. So... In the end, I think the figure's cool, but the Rathtar, I love him if he would just keep his tentacles together. <laughs> I'm going to buy a couple more. I used to buy three of everything. I think I do need three Rathtars. And then once I get them assembled, I'll put them on a shelf and never touch them again so the tentacles don't fall off. I do wonder over time if these little rubbery tentacles will bend with the weight of the body, but... It's a pretty lightweight body. I, see, you said that, and immediately my head is like, no, because this is not very heavy at all. And these legs feel stronger than the body. I mean, it really weighs nothing. If you throw a figure in there, maybe you want to find something to put them on. But eh, the I, figure weighs virtually nothing, too. Yeah, but it's not made for that. So that would be my only concern. But I would buy a backup or two and maybe glue some in there. You know, it's kind of early to say, but that might be my favorite one. Well, this one is one that I got really excited about when they revealed it at San Diego Comic-Con. It is the Imperial Probe Droid, and this is a completely new sculpt, new articulated probe droid, so it's not the same one that we'd seen released and re-released since the 90s. In fact, what I found very cool about this one is when I opened it up, much unlike the Rathtar, this was in one piece. He was all squat. <laughs> they had all his legs folded under him. All I had to do was unfold the legs, put him on his stand, and boom, instant probe droid. I did know about this because of San Diego, and I was kind of excited when we said we were doing this one next. I went, ooh, but then I'm just, it's, it's no Rathtar. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of, I, I, I want the Rathtar back. Well, this one, I'll give it one pro above the Rathtar. It has five legs, they all stay in, and it didn't take me 45 minutes to figure out which hole to go in. Well, that is true. This does have the legs all put together. They're not falling out or anything. The articulation on this thing is insane. For a probe droid, which we just kind of saw them and get shot, right? Yeah, I mean, it flew from a Star Destroyer, crashed into a planet, yeah. and then floated around a bit. Yeah, it's the ultimate galactic tourist. Yeah, this, you could do so much with it. The legs move, they twist. 
you know, each one has like slightly different articulation, which is kind of fun. And it's good and tight, so you can hold it with poses. I'll even say you can even use it to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, it does have like that little... Something akin to a roach clip. Yes, thank you. So you could, you know, do that, I suppose. Now, it comes with a milky stand that I wish it was more clear than milky, but it's kind of cool, subtly. It's the imperial symbol on the base. That is very cool, but I will say that there has never been a stand that's supposed to be clear that we've ever been happy with. True. And I like the paint on this. It doesn't have any weathering, very little. There's a little bit of silver paint around it. Mostly, it's just black. It's not really weathered so much as there's just a paint app of silver to give it a little bit of scoring. But the high gloss black of its various eyes is really cool. Yeah, the eyes are really cool because they're just kind of like weird, creepy robot eyes. And it does have a play action feature. Perhaps this will change your mind about it. Okay, I instantly covered my eyes. It does shoot. What is this that's shooting? I don't understand what this is. I think it's one of the cooler projectiles because when you put the projectile in the probe droid, the front of it actually just looks like a panel on it. So versus the one from the 90s where it shot the giant orange or giant green projectile, this just looks like a piece of the probe droid, but it does then stick a little rod out the back that you push down on to shoot it. He's got a tail. Yeah. He also has a little blaster on the front there. My only wish on this is, first of all, a little bit lighter paint maybe to be a bit more screen accurate. And second... It only has nubby antennas, and I always remember, you know, it raised the antennas when it got to Hoth and had the really tall antennae. Yeah, I I see your point on the paint app. Is To me, probe droids were always more of like a charcoal, dark gray, that kind of thing, and this one is pretty jet black. I'm super excited, though, and maybe this will be my second favorite behind the Wrath Tar because this one does Force Link as well, and I absolutely love probe droid sounds. Yeah, it's been right then. Right then, said. Not quite, Arnie. Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay. Now, the figure this came with, and I mentioned this last time, is a Darth Vader. And he's not specifically a Hoth Darth Vader. He doesn't have snow on his boots or anything. It's just a 5 POA Vader. Yep, it's a 5 POA Vader. We've had several of these at this point. I'm Because we're doing quick reviews, I can't source if this is exactly a repack, a repaint or a new sculpt, I can tell you this much, he doesn't stand worth a hoot. Yeah, he does. Oh, well, when I was playing with him, I got him in a certain balance, but he is hard to stand. I had to put one foot out in front of the other because he kept wanting to fall backwards. His cape is too heavy is the problem, and he's got his little inner cape that's underneath too, and because it's that hard, heavy plastic, it's a little bit difficult, but you can get him to stand. I really suggest... Peg stands. Yeah, he's got the peg holes. A figure stand would come in very handy for him. He also has the force link. Yeah, on the bottom of his foot. I don't mind them having the little brand on the bottom of their foot, you know? If you're going to put it somewhere, that's much better than what many of them have done with printing white letters down the back. I've also noticed on both him and Balatik, that white printing I'm talking about, it's in their crotch now between their legs. Oh, okay. That's where I keep mine. Oh, yeah. So I want to see the first person who's going to get the Force Link tattoo. It won't be me. (laughs) But yes, if you get a Force Link tattoo, come on the show and tell us about it. Now, the Vader has good paint apps. 
gray up on his shoulders and the red, the blue, and the gray on his chest control panel. He comes with just a lightsaber that's pretty basic, but functional. So it's yet another Vader, but I think it's a pretty kick-ass probe droid, all things considered. And if you're a bit of a customizer, getting some of these and weathering them up, I think you'd have a remarkable toy. All the points of articulation on these legs, each one has, well, at least one point of articulation, but several have two. Yeah, and they're all different. That's what's kind of cool. So you can make a crazy probe droid leg and do whatever. Now we're going to start taking a look at the basic figures in this line. I also picked these up at Wizard World before Force Friday. I was very selective. I bought three figures because they did have them at a vendor there. But the figures ranged from $15 to $25 for the five POA three and three quarter inch figures. I know I was getting hosed on price, but I wanted to be able to bring you some reviews So I selected three of the basic figures to get. They had sold out of the Chewbacca with the pork, which would have been my number one choice. But the figure we're looking at right now, C-3PO. And I don't know if this is from The Last Jedi or not. I'm thinking so. But these figure cards don't have movies on them. It's an all-gold 3PO. Is 3PO, has he replaced his red arm back to a gold arm in the new movie? I don't know. Is there anything on the card back? It's all about the force link and the fact that if I had a wristband, he would say some lines because he's got a little stamp on his foot. And I imagine if I could make him talk, I would instantly know if they're lines I've heard before or not. Got it. Well, this is an incredibly basic 3PO. I mean, his head moves. It's very tight and it clicks. Your shoulders... And you got your leg joints, I guess your hips, kind of. And that's it. My problem is the color and the feel of it, it just seems like such a basic figure. Like, I don't think I'd pay more than $3 for this. And you know how he's got the rods on the outside of his arm that usually stick out? They're just filled in full with plastic. Oh! So it looks like he's got a really wonky triangle arm. That is bad. All right, I'll grant you that it looks like... He has, like, Spider-Man, you know how he has the armpit web wings? It's like he's got those in his elbow joint here, just these big triangles of plastic. That is bad. He is a very basic figure. I mean, it's what you'd expect to find at, like, Big Lots or something. You know how there's, like, it seems that there seems to be a special line of toys for, like, Dollar General that are not quite the same quality as what you'd find at target they're just like a little bit more or less features that's what this one feels like and i'm usually okay with the five poa figures because they're they're passable this one i'm gonna say is not passable here's the only way it differs from a big lots figure is you can tell it's had a number of paint apps because the wires in the stomach area you've got red you've got yellow you've got green you've got plaque and then you've got the gold of the eyes and so You've definitely had multiple paint apps. On the back, the wires are far more basic. There's just a little silver on them. And the paint is very clean on those wires. So they spend all the time on the wires instead of the mold and the sculpting and the paint? Yeah, I'll agree. There's nothing spectacular about this 3PO that doesn't make it more worth it to find a 3PO they've done in this scale previously. This is great for kids who've never had a 3PO and who can't have little small parts on them. The card does say ages four and up. Only if the Force Link says some really cool stuff would this figure be worth it. 
we're looking at the First Order Stormtrooper figure, the three and three quarter inch that has come out on the new red and white cards. Now, he is the standard 5POA figure that we have been reviewing. He does come with a blaster rifle, which fits in his hand, but I will tell you that it doesn't fit great. And the gun itself is kind of rubbery and wobbly. So be careful handling that and be really careful because he does have a thigh pistol. And I thought it was magnetic because of the way it released, but it's actually just a little peg that goes in a hole. Yeah, because of that hip blaster, I think this might be a repack or I guess because he's got a force link symbol on his foot, maybe call it a repaint of the one we got back with the Force Awakens. I'd have to source every piece and check the bend of the arm to see if there's any re-sculpting here, but it feels identical to that one back to the weapons and to the sculpt and the 5 POA. That said, it's a stormtrooper. You can't have enough stormtroopers, so it's good to get this back out and keep building those ranks. I agree. This is a good figure to have, and even though it is of the same line that we talked about, the 3PO, this one I'm okay with because... It's got enough extras on it where I don't feel like I've been cheaped out of it, you know? Here's what it has that really helps is it's only two colors, but there's black all over. You know, there's black around the knees, there's black around the waist, there's black around the thighs, the shoulders. 3PO was just gold, as he should be, but it looks very blah to have that yellowish, non-metallic gold paint. Here, this is a high gloss plastic that makes it look a little bit reflective like stormtrooper armor and while he is 5 poa the head is ball jointed so you can tilt him a little bit you can get a few different head poses out of it which is rather nice the thigh gun stays well in the thigh the problem with 5 poa figures is when they're holding the guns out sometimes they don't look natural here i wish he had maybe even a little more elbow bend than he has but it doesn't look too bad yeah, because he looks like he's a novice holding his rifle. Like, if you knew nothing about guns, this is how you'd hold your rifle. Be like, ooh, my arm doesn't bend. Mm-hmm. But again, warning about the thigh pistol, because it holds in tight when you're trying to pull it off. But if you accidentally bump it, it's going to come flying out. And when they start doing archaeological digs, these are what they're going to find. These are going to be in our landfills. But still... Good to have more stormtroopers. They're in The Last Jedi too, as well as some new types of troopers. But as long as we can keep building the ranks, all in all, not a bad figure with the caveat of, yeah, it's 5 POA. I'm not expecting Black Series 3 and 3 quarter inch level. That's coming next year. (laughs) Now we're on General Hux. I picked up this figure specifically because he looks remarkably different from his previous movie incarnation. I believe this is The Last Jedi General Hux, and he is wearing so much black. At first, I got confused. He reminds me of the expanded universe Luke they did back in Power of the Force 2. He just needs a bigger collar. I mean, it's that level of black. He almost also reminds me of the Clone Emperor because of his slicked back hair and everything. He just needs yellow eyes. So I at first, when I first saw this figure, I'm like, what figure is that? What is going on in this movie? Then I'm like, what happened to Hux? You know, I made the joke earlier about Balatik or Balatik. 
I take it back. I'm using the Matrix joke on General Hux. Yes, I'm reminded of the line from Grandma's Boy. How much do clothes cost in the Matrix? Yeah, the trench coat, the all black, the hair. Yeah, this is interesting look they picked because it's been done. If he had sunglasses, I'd think he was Neo. Mr. Anderson. He's the agent. But I like the sculpt on this figure. I think it's, yes, it is a Matrixy look. I'm going to blame that on Ryan Johnson for being the director or perhaps whoever did the costuming choices. But sculpting wise, that coat makes for a cool figure. You know, he could easily fit in any other line of figures that you have where you need somebody in a black trench coat. This could fit in. Uh Uh-oh, you're thinking, you're looking. I'm like, wow, all of a sudden I have some ideas, like pop a Nick Fury head on here. The only thing you need to do is put a black paint over his symbol on the sleeve. Yep, he's got the First Order insignia, which is really well painted. It is exceptionally well painted, which makes me wonder if it's a decal, but it is painted. It's not a decal. But yeah, you could easily throw a Nick Fury head on there. Whatever you need, he's your figure. The face sculpt is good, too. I mean, they got the cheekbones and the sallow cheeks and the sideburns. And then they made a really good red hair for him. Yeah, it's really orangey. He's got a little carrot top going on. Now, he's got that trench coat. The trench coat has a slit in it to accommodate articulation. Like, if you want to try to make him sit in a vehicle, but that's <laughs> not going to work. In the end, you can stick out his legs, but his coat's still going to hang straight down. Yeah, he could ride a magic carpet, maybe, and sit on the very edge. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of true. You know who else he could be? He could be Red Skull. Yeah. He comes with a tiny black blaster, which is cool. I wish there was a little bit of a holster so that he could just have it in. I don't know if he'll actually get in a firefight in the movie or if, like most Imperial officers, he's just going to stand around and bark orders. But he comes with a second accessory. And this may excite you, Marjorie. I've hidden it from you. Okay, okay. What is it? (gasps) It's a mouse droid! Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, too, that he comes with an MSE droid and it has little wheels on it. So it's not just plastic. It has wheels for rolling versus just having to scoot it. Oh, they do roll. I would be terrified that those little wheels, which really aren't wheels, they're just plastic discs, that they will get bent or something. So I don't think I'd roll mine. Yeah, it's got an axle connecting the wheels. So it is pretty sturdy and... Yeah, it's completely unpainted. It's just a gray plastic MSE with black plastic wheels. But it adds a little something to the entire package since you're getting a 5 POA figure to get a droid. Yeah, I think that's a good, good deal there. And of course, he has the symbol on the bottom for the Force Link. The mouse droid does not, which I would actually prefer the mouse droid to have the symbol. Yeah, I agree, because... Then you could just make the noise all day long. I imagine that there's going to be a lot of parents who are really going to get sick of the Force Link technology. Oh, you lost your Force Link band? Huh, I'm sorry, hon. <laughs> but our last review of the toys I picked up last weekend at Wizard World Chicago, I picked up one of the two figure two packs. I had a choice, Han and Boba Fett or two Episode Eight characters. I chose the Episode Eight characters... Because just between you and me, listeners, I got a sneak peek before information was out about a few 
things coming in The Last Jedi, and two things excited me before I could talk to anyone about them. The first was the Porgs. I know. Everyone loves the Porgs. And, you know, now that everything's out, we can talk about what we've seen, and I hope you're buying me that giant Porg. Christmas is coming. Santa knows what you want on your list. The second thing is... The Praetorian Guards, Snoke's version of the Royal Guards. Yeah, these were really intriguing when we saw these earlier in the year because they're very samurai looking. I guess that's the right word I'm looking for. Is they're Clearly, they've drawn inspiration on their costumes from ancient times. And I mean, I, I, I like them. I, the only thing a part of them I'm not sure of is I don't like their helmets. The thing that gets me is I think about... Bandai, who's making those troopers in samurai style. And when it comes to these Praetorian guards, I don't know how they could make them more samurai than they already are with their basic design. So we're going to look at him second. Let's start with the other figure in this pack, Rey, in her outfit that we saw her wearing at the very end of The Force Awakens, what we've seen her in all the last Jedi trailers in the gray tabards and the brown boots. Yeah, basically her outfit got a bit of an upgrade. She went with a different color than the tan. It's kind of like they took her to a slightly better store than where she'd been shopping and upgraded her outfits. They changed her hairstyle. She got a glammy makeover. And I guess there needs to be a happy medium. I don't like how spindly her arms are, but at the same time, the male arms wouldn't work for the scale, and I wish they'd find a way just to, I don't, I know, she's got like spaghetti arms. I feel that needs something else, because they feel like they're going to break, and they look worse on this limited POA figure, because all she can do is stick them straight out. Yeah, she is a little zombie ray with her arms out in front of her. I don't know, does she come with a lightsaber or anything? She comes loaded with accessories in this two-pack. So, we've got her staff, which... Okay. Can go over her shoulder. And that's kind of nice. It's got a paint app on it. So it's a couple different colors there. She can use that in battle or you can sling it over her. Trying to figure out how this works over her arm. I guess it goes like that. and hang- yeah. Okay, there it goes. It hangs on the back. Got it. Okay. She has a tiny little blaster that is a really good sculpt, but I wish it had a paint app because it's just molded in silver plastic. It is, but she also has really tiny arms, so it fits. But she has no place. Oh, it does go in the little holster. I hope that's what this one's for. That's what I'm going to make it for until you hand me another accessory. Ah, it worked perfectly. Okay. Then she has Luke's lightsaber from The Empire Strikes Back that she got from Maz in The Force Awakens. So she's a thief. Well, no, it was lost on Bespin. Hopefully someday we figure out how somebody went down to a gas giant to find it. And then we have an accessory that I don't think is going to be in the movie. (laughs) I think this is a play feature, or I'm really looking forward to the scene in the movie where she straps on a backpack like Mech Warrior with a four-barrel Gatlin gun, and she starts maybe hunting porgs and shooting them down like a scene from RoboCop. Oh, Arnie, she's not going to hunt porgs. And there's even an instruction sheet that shows you how to put the backpack on her. I think this is about as canon as the Han Solo pirate smuggling vest that came out with the deluxe figure in 1995's Power of the Force 2, that ridiculous backpack. I think this is equally ridiculous because I'm not saying that no character in The Last Jedi is going to have a backpack with four Gatling guns on it, but I don't think that character is going to be Rey. At what point does Rey snap and is like 
go all Paul Kiersey from Death Wish. I'm going to kill them all with my backpack. <laughs> this does seem a little ridiculous. Like, all of a sudden, she's just gone all Mad Max. And she's like the Furiosa of the Star Wars universe. What is this? This is just crazy. Yeah, no, I no, I'm just gonna take this off of her because this is stupid. You can just put that back. Where'd it's a GI Joe accessory packed in a Star Wars figure. Maybe there was a mistake at the Hasbro factory, and they got the chocolate and the peanut butter and the peanut butter and the chocolate. What I find interesting is the Force Link symbols on the backpack. Is there one on her foot too? Or yeah, there is, is the- one on her foot. There's not one on the gun because there's not big enough. Overall, though, I like this Ray figure. I agree with what you've said about the spindly arms and they're really rubbery. But I like the paint apps of her outfit. I think the face is okay for a three and three quarter inch figure. I don't think it's too bad. You know, they're very lucky. Daisy Ridley has a very plain face. You just need to throw some freckles on it and make it squinty and it's going to work. Well, she's neither squinty nor freckly. But yet I got Daisy Ridley off of it. She has hair, but it's just at the right length that you can still turn her head both ways. The hair doesn't limit that articulation. I like the fact that she has a holster. I like the texturing of her outfit. I think this is a pretty good Ray figure for three and three quarter. Again, my attitude coming to these five POA three and three quarter inch figures is I've collected three and three quarter since 1978. I want three and three quarter inch representations of new characters from new media. And I think this is a well sculpted one. Even if, yeah, when she holds out her lightsaber, she's holding it out like... No, it's movie accurate, because that's how she held it out in the movie. Her elbows did not bend. (laughs) But the real reason I bought this, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of Ray figures before it's over, but the Praetorian Guard. Yeah, now, this is something interesting. It is very heavily samurai-influenced. Two things I don't like. Because of the red, and they've done a few different materials on this, you've got some parts that are glossy, some parts that are matte. I don't like how it ends up looking on the on this figure. Now, in a six-inch black series, this might be the most ass-kicking figure we've ever seen. But in the POA, I think he's very sanitized and loses a lot of his what could be fear and trepidation. I try to think of how Stormtroopers made me feel when I was a little girl. Because he's candy apple red on his helmet and his chest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to go a step further. Because of the high-gloss plastic used, and the fact that when you look at the figure, you see the red armor of the arms, the chest, the helmet, all the same red. And then you see the legs that are a bit of a malleable vinyl, but from the waist up and the arms, it looks like a Happy Meal toy. Or one you'd get in a cereal box. Yeah, it just, it it lacks a... I don't want to say serious toy, because that's not what I'm saying. I don't think that, you know, we're solving the world's problems with action figures, but it just, it doesn't feel like it's made for an adult when it looks like that, if that makes sense, which I know they're not made for adults, so don't send me emails, but I'm trying to convey something that's just, has he got black legs? He has black leggings, and his legs are molded to the outside cloak, so it is very vintage Royal Guard in that way. Yeah, but it's just, I guess it looks... I'm going to say cheap. And what could help this if this were a Black Series figure in either scale? I'm looking at pictures and screen grabs. They're supposed to have a little bit of weathering in their helmet. Like in the ribbing of their visors is some black. I mean, 
You got to figure they're seeing through something. And just the fact that there's no weathering at all on this, it does look very cheap. Now, mine has a black dot on the chest. I need to see more. I can't tell if I have like a paint error where there's black paint or if it's supposed to have this black paint. This was the only one the vendor had at Wizard World, so I didn't have any others to compare it to to see what this black spot is supposed to be. I think you got a paint error because I'm not seeing it on any other art that's been released for the Praetorian Guards. Now, he comes with a staff. Now, one thing I liked is the Praetorian Guards, there's a lot of different designs. There's a lot of different weapons. The staff actually breaks in half, making me wonder if we're going to see them do that. And then instead of just having one staff, they'll have two blades. They can put one in each hand. Now, you could do that with this one. He's got one fist a little smaller than the other, but I think if you pry it open, you could fit it in there. And you could make it kind of an S-shaped staff or have the blades on one side by twisting it. So you've got a few options there. I think that the red that they had to use on this really detracts from it too and makes it just... <laughs> yeah, it's here's where I'm at is I bought this two-pack for the Praetorian Guard and I end up really liking the Ray. Hmm. Ray happens. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you everyone for joining us. Big thanks to Andrew, Barrent, Jeff, Justin, Chris, and Steve. Great to talk to you all. So thank you for listening. We hope you all had a great Force Friday weekend. May the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. And I hope to see you at Hazcon! Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find pictures of the toys reviewed, chat with other Star Wars collectors, and find hundreds of Star Wars Action News episodes at our website, SWActionNews.com. This podcast is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. We rely on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to SWActionNews.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can also send us your latest store reports, figure reviews, and more. Email us an MP3 or iPhone voice memo at show at SWActionNews.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also enjoy Marvel Comics, you can hear Arnie and Marjorie talk about the toys and statues based on Marvel Comics characters on the Marvelicious Toys podcast at MarveliciousToys.com. Star Wars Action News is always looking for new people to help with the show. You can find a list of skills we need on our blog at VenganzaMedia.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, 
edited and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website designed by Jason. Graphic design by Jay. Photo editing by Scott and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Andrew, Brock, Daryl, Jerry, Jonathan, Nathan, and Steve. For more Star Wars collecting, check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. I blinded you with ComTech. Boo, boo, boo. Give me some Porg. Can we go out on some Porg? Porg, I was looking, I was porg, looking porg, porg, Porg. That's good Porg. I love that little ew, ew, ew. <laughs> the internet is for Porg. The internet is for Porg. So grab a chicken, double click for Porg. Porg, Porg. <laughs> I'm just a porg boy, nobody loves me. He's just a porg boy with a porg family. Spare him his life for this porg gossipy. <laughs> porg, 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 porg. It's porgalicious. Porg life. Nice. It's going to be live new porgs 24 hours a day. <laughs>